Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. What do you want, Bass? It occurred to me today when I was having my afternoon shiatsu that I should choose your date. You? Why? Why not? And it would let me prove I know you better than anyone else. Fine. Then I choose yours. I bring a date for you. You bring one for me. Let's see who's paying attention to the other's desires. It has to be something to keep you honest and to make things interesting. Name the stakes. If you actually like your date, I get your limo for a month. Fine. And if you like yours, I get Dorota. Dorota? Yes, Miss Blair? By the way, I take my breakfast in bed. What are you staring at? Go polish something. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go, I'll go join some <laughs> Facebook groups in my bed. <laughs> Hey Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of The Lonely Boys. My name is Matt, I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I am here to break down Season 2, Episode 13 of Gossip Girl, Oh Brother, Where Bart Thou? But, as you may have guessed by now, I am not here by myself. I am here with someone who is only here today because he had to carry the garment bag, Brendan Ruffle. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, and I am of course the creepy uncle of podcasting. A.K.A. Uncle Cream. Hi, Daily Ho to Cream Nation. I'm recording live from the Creamatorium. And joining us here is uh, nobody. It's just just me and you. Wow, you ruined the surprise. I yeah. was gonna I was I was gonna surprise you with saying that we didn't have a guest for this one, but I guess the surprise was ruined when you realized it was just the two of us in yeah, the Discord yeah. right now. The Creamatorium felt a little empty. The Creamatorium is ca- in canon, by the way. It's my my room. Where I record, and also the Discord is called the Crematorium, where we record with. Yes, just everything, anywhere you are, it's just called the Crematorium. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Um, So yeah, I mentioned last week that uh, we may or may not have a guest, and it turns out uh, it fell on May not. Wow, you know, good thing you teased like that too. I didn't realize that. I had a, I had a feeling something might come up. I had Uh a feel like it was, you know, it it was a little tough to schedule. I thought something might not work out, and my intuition uh, served me right again. But yeah. And also, a uh, friend of the pod, Brian Scally, did tell me uh, that anytime someone drops out, just to let him know, and he'll fill in. Oh, but shit. I guess he meant. You should have done that. I, well, I, let me finish my sentence. Uh. <laughs> uh, I, I guess he meant with. You can't say that on a than, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he meant with more than two hours' notice. And, uh. <laughs> uh, That's fair. During what is probably a very busy week for him right now, I, gotcha. I guess he meant. Uh, not, Day before, at least, or something like that. 24 yeah, hours. Notice. Yeah, yeah. I. I texted him at uh, just to you know go behind the scenes a little. Yeah. Uh, we started our record. Well, we were supposed to start at eight thirty, starting at a little late. Oh boy. But 
I uh, I texted him at six thirty, asking him to get ready for an eight thirty pod, telling him to uh, watch the episode, take some notes. <laughs> well, that's that's also part of it is having to watch a forty five minute episode. It's tough. And break it down. Yeah, and uh, I think so. For him, the rule should be like a uh, doctor's office cancellation rules, like twenty four hours notice. Twenty four hours. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll keep that in mind. Well, what, also, lawyer, what, <laughs> lawyer, were you yeah. negotiating terms for? Yeah, him? yeah, yeah. That's right. Good so, thing we have a guest. We're already off topic. Good thing. Uh, also, but good yes. thing we have. We, I mean, we don't have a guest because uh, I have a lot of notes for this episode. There, well, there's so much. This uh, honestly, good thing because this episode would have been like a two and a half or maybe with a guest. Be, I, it's a lot yeah, this must have been um, a, a, a mid-season finale or something. Or no, maybe I think it was. You, we just came back from the mid-season finale, probably at this point. I checked, and, and we'll go into this when I reveal the air date. Okay. Of the, okay. Uh, or you know what? I'll reveal it now. It says original air date December eighth, two thousand eight. So I guess this would have been the mid season finale. Right. I don't know though, because I had the same. I mean, I, I didn't watch this live at the time, but I, I, for some reason, I thought that the last uh, episode was also the mid season finale, much like Kirsten did, and she claims to have waited three weeks in between episodes as well. So I, I, huh. I don't know. I'm not sure, but it definitely had the mid season finale feel. This one, um, I guess, technically was the. Mid- I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. According to Wikipedia, uh, you know. December 8th is when this aired, so this would actually be the mid-season finale. Um, yeah, that's... Okay. That, 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 I mean, that's all I have on that, Brendan. Any comments? No, not really. Um, more just that about the not having a guest this week is just that I guess we'll have to have... Uh, Steven Spielberg will have to come on for next season, I guess. Um, so, tough. Uh, yes, tough. We're not going to talk to him today, but, you know. <laughs> that is who we had booked today. It was tough to schedule. He's a very busy man. Um, Especially during Survivor I, season or whatever he was watching today. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was watching Survivor on Monday. Um, so, and then episode title is "Oh Brother, Where Bart Thou." Do you know what this is referencing? Uh, I, th- I think I got it right last week with saying it is. I, I, I have to say it, of course, here now, so that I get the points, yes. of course. I can um, until you say it. Now. Yeah. So it's uh, "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou," the famous Clooney movie. Uh, I think it was a best picture nom if that's oh, so you, you went you, you you named that you got it right the oh brother where art though yeah. you, you knew that it was a movie you na- named who it's in it yeah. i uh i don't know if it was a best picture nom or not i, I didn't want go a golden that Globe. far listen i will take your word for it but uh you are correct brendan and you are yeah. back over over 500 you are now seven for 13 this is I, can we actually look something up do a little uh, googling quick this sounds like a, it, it would be a great simpsons title as well oh because oh, bart yeah, I think if they didn't, I think that makes so much more sense for that show than for this show. Who who is the better uh, Bart in fiction, Bart Simpson or, or Bart Bass? <laughs> Bart Bass has a shorter run, as we'll get into today. Uh, there, <laughs> there's a lot of similarities between the two. <laughs> yeah, uh, similar okay. hairstyles, that's for sure. Bart Bart Simpson could run Bass Industries, but Bart Bass could not do a kickflip mm. on a skateboard or whatever Bart Simpson does. Well, we haven't seen uh, anything that would, uh, you know, disclaim that. So maybe, maybe, maybe another episode. If there's a spinoff of Bart before he died, um, maybe he hits the skate parks with his uh, PI. We will, uh, we will do a poll after this. We'll set up a, a Twitter poll: Can Bart Bass kickflip? Yes or no? And we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what, we'll see what we get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So uh, about that, this title though. This title is maybe one of the stupidest. <laughs> Mostly because they were, like, it, what rhymes with, they were like, "This is a Bart episode." What rhymes yeah. with Bart? <laughs> and they, if you're going off what the title says, it's like they're trying to say 
where did Bart go? Like in the fucking ground. Like what? <laughs> what do you mean? Where, you know where he is. You know dumbass. where he is. We're not looking for it. It sounds like a, like a mystery episode where we're looking for the guy who's lost. Right. I, I, at a certain point, I was like, "Are we? Is this supposed to be a mystery?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit of a spoiler when I uh, opened up HBO Max to see the episode, and like the the thumbnail was everyone dressed in black, and I'm like, "Well, someone." Probably died. A little bit of a spoiler, yeah. And that was the uh, the blurb, too. It was like a sudden and tragic event yeah. uh, leaves whatever. So they don't say that's who, why I didn't but... read it last week. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, maybe the person who got into an accident to end the episode <laughs> last week. Yeah, I guess so. Funny enough, which, right. I, well, I, well, but the last thing we'll say before we get off topic. Um, last night I watched the episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where um, <laughs> Chelsea Peretti gets hit by a bus. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. A great moment in the show. <laughs> Not because I was rooting for her to get hit by a bus. But... So funny. It was very funny. Um, do you think Bart Bass has ever had a Baja Blast? Um, is this a reference to the Hobby Boys when we were making the joke about um, having a Baja Blast? No, this show? is a reference to... I, I recently got a question from a friend of the pod, Mel Sullivan, asking me what main characters I thought have had a Baja Blast mm. before. So maybe we should actually save this for when Mel comes back on the yeah, pod. Okay, we could break sure. it down with her. All right, so you hold hold your... I, I know you were going to have a very thoughtful response probably, but yeah. just wait and uh, we'll, we'll pick that... I mean, we'll you know, pick, we could also we'll save it for the end of the season two and we can go through each character, yes or no, on the Baja Blast thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right. All right, so what, what do you think? Should we get into this episode? Let's go for it. Right. A sudden and tragic event hits the Bass family with the passing of Bart Bass. The whole city is shocked. So is Lily. Oh, who's writing this? <laughs> this sounds like a comedy fan. Fucking. <laughs> she not part of the city. <laughs> the whole Doesn't city qualify. Is shocked. So is also Lily. Lily. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck does not handle very well with the passing of his father. They, I mean, this is this was written by comedy fan. I'm yeah, not sure so. of it. Blair has something important to say to Chuck, but it is said at a bad time. When Serena travels to Argentina with Aaron, Dan decides to express his feelings for her. Meanwhile, Cyrus and Eleanor get married, and Rufus discovers something that Lily has been keeping from everybody for a long time. Mm. All right. Like I said, original air date, December 8th, 2008. And we we start this episode with the uh, classic Gossip Girl voiceover. More towers than Trump, more bucks than Bloomberg. Talking about Bart Bass. This this was one of the quotes that uh, helped that article figure out how much the Basses were work were were, were uh, worth there. They knew that that they had more bucks than Bloomberg. So you know, if this and, episode uh, was released today, they would have said more towers than the Yankees' current outfield. <laughs> what? Right? Yeah, they probably would have said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh, I think the captain would have been running with, with Nate in the park saying, uh, hey, how about those tall outfielders the Yankees got? <laughs> None shorter than 6'6", six, six. wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the uh, beginning of an obituary here. So, uh, Brendan, we asked for predictions last week. Did you see this death coming at all? I know I gave predictions, and I don't think this is one of them. So I guess I'll say oh, no. you didn't mention this in your predictions. Yeah, I so don't if think. If you tell me you, you saw it coming, I'm going to call you a liar. <laughs> Yeah, I think what I did guess was, um, and this is also a little fuzzy for me, because they weren't explicit about what was in the P.I.'s letter, but I'm, I th- I didn't realize that the wedding in season one was in France. Is that is that what happened? Uh, clear this up for me a little bit, because I'm still a new fan. Is that where her and Rufus slept together at the end of season one? Yes. That's what, so okay. that, that's so what they were talking I about. Think, okay. I think you, you are... Um, surmising that uh that is when this maybe uh perhaps mystery child was conceived where i, I think 
the implication is that this may have happened a long time ago when they were first um, eating. Uh, so, no, well, oh, maybe we can cut this out. I'm, so, I'm a little confused. But what I thought um, the PI was going to tell Chuck was that Lillian Rufus slept together before the wedding. I okay, so I, I wasn't. I, think I didn't you're think. Just... I didn't think that the baby was from Rufus though, because that has they've been married for too long for that to have been the time for her to get pregnant. Right. So I I think that you are just wrong. This is not what he was going to tell Chuck. He was just going to tell Chuck about this. The big reveal is that um, you would guess is that it is some kind of pregnancy when when Rufus asks, "Was it a boy or a girl?" Right. So that I think that is what everyone is trying to find out and what Lily is trying to keep hidden. Okay. So it's not because they kept they kept saying saying stuff about the the hotel in France, hospital oh in France. the hospital in France, and they were on a trip to France. The two of them, I I see now. I'm glad we're all on the same page now. Yeah, I was, I was a lot of details were lost on me with with that that whole thing. <laughs> this is a detail heavy episode. It is. There's there's a lot of depth here, and a lot yeah. of like the, the show doesn't really give it doesn't always go like. We have a lot of guests that come on here for like one-offs, and they're like they can kind of hold on. But like I, I've been watching this series front to back so far to this point, and I was a little bit confused about this stuff here. So I, I was our, our planned guest going to be a, a fan or a one-timer? It, it's a first-time watcher, and that's why it was very funny when he ah, well Jesus. he picked the episode based on the ridiculous title. Yeah. And then when he was watching the episode and he put in our group chat, wow, I really picked a great first episode. Yeah, it's, it's just like so much backstory. Like, it's overwhelming for me. <laughs> yeah. like, this is a terrible first episode. I don't know why you picked it. Yeah. But... <laughs> and then he just didn't show up, and now it's just the two <laughs> of us. So. Um, according to the newspaper article about Bart's death, uh, his first wife and Chuck's mother's name was Evelyn. So a little clue here as to maybe who Chuck's mother is. I read this whole article, and it was legit, which means someone's had to like actually write up this obituary <laughs> for the episode. They couldn't just like, write down some nonsense. Oh, yeah. I paused it and I, I wow. went up to my TV screen and I read the whole thing and it is a it is a legitimate article. You're like, well, this is if this is going to be a mystery episode, I should get all the clues I can. Exactly. Evelyn, this must mean something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Grandma Cece is back and uh, she tells Serena that they should eat something because sticking with your rituals is important in times like these. But Eric points out that she has gin in her coffee cup and she's like, exactly. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> and they all just giggle as a family. Yeah. And we see where, like, Serena's getting her alcoholism from, probably. (laughs) That's right. It runs in the family. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, Lily has not slept since it happened. And according to Eric, all she's done is make lists and yell at people, which it sounds like just a normal day for me. I'm just making lists and yelling people at people (laughs) all day. You are a famous list maker. That's me. Me Especially when you're a teacher, too, and you're a full-on teacher. Yeah. I'm yelling at people at school, and then I'm coming home and making lists about my top 200 favorite movies. Hey, kids, uh, quiet down. That's me. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Serena wants to know what Lily's going to do once this is all over and there's nothing for her to do. And Eric suggests, you know, maybe maybe she'll start rooming with Chuck in the palace, which there, there's an episode we have to see. Lily nah, and Chuck as roommates. Your two favorite characters, Brendan. That's a, I, 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 it was so t- tough for me today because we had yeah, an, like, an they all-star had, they Lily. Like, a... She was in the, like, the spotlight today. And then mm-hmm. Chuck had um, like a, a real uh, acting exercise today, also. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. The the yeah. performance put in by Chuck here is uh is pretty good. Like playing uh not your typical Chuck Bass character, as we will yeah. as we will get into. But yeah, big Chuck and Lily episode. They were hitting some rough patches. Must have been tough for you to to follow this or or to uh you know. Yeah, at certain points you had to choose sides, Brendan. I'm sure it was tough for you. Well, not really. 
<laughs> I, I, I was kind of excited for the slap on it, you know. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was also people, a funny slap. People... We'll get to the slap, but it was it was more comedic because it was like some some of the big drama scenes hit really well for me today, and some of them fell yeah. a little bit flat. Um, and it, a lot of this almost felt like uh, acting class in many ways. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Or like kind of like very uh, soap opery. At yeah, points. yeah. And uh, but even when it was like made me laugh, I still like. I, I mean, I, I liked what they were going for. All you appreciate around. Like, what, what they're trying to do. Uh, and I, I have to say, usually when people are talking about the slap, they're talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock. I know. Which, uh, by the way, was wild. Just want to have that on the record. <laughs> and. Uh, but Very people don't know that before that slap, when people said the slap, they were talking about <laughs> yes, this, when Lily yeah, slapped yeah. Chuck. <laughs> that is absolutely true. For March 27th, 2022, if you said the slap, people knew that you were talking about, oh, brother, where Bart thou, the episode of Gossip Girl. <laughs> and what a cute slap. She just looked so sorry after she slapped him, and it was an adorable one. <laughs> I, I wish it was me, and I wish it was my bottom that she was slapping. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you might. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no one really knows what Chuck is up to right now. Lily has to check on him. But um, first she has to yell at the caterers that she needs comfort food. And no one is comforted by a tuna tower. And I have to, I have to agree <laughs> with Lily here. It doesn't sound like comfort no, food. it does not. Um, Russell Lily is, is a different Lily than we usually see. I, are you still in love with this version of Lily, Brendan? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because she's holding it together. But you also kind of know that, like, it, it's a tough position to be in. Because do you feel more comforted knowing that you didn't love this guy anymore by the time he was dead or does that make you feel more right. uncomfortable like it's, it's definitely it's, just, it's an interesting point of view it's a weird situation there yeah. um Claire and cyrus are eating breakfast together and you know they're both smiling and so am i so love love this these two of course oh, yeah. uh chuck hasn't even returned blair's texts or calls but she knows someone is alive in there because uh the staff keeps sending up food and Blair says uh, she might be underestimating his his bond with Kim and Christy from room service, but she thinks that Chuck needs to be with people who care about him right now. And I believe this is the first double not enough we get from Cyrus, as he's telling Blair to put like more onions on his plate or something. Because <laughs> yeah. not enough, not enough. Oh, yeah. I, it's, this was Big like not him trying to get the catchphrase in. It was him like being genuinely like, get some more fucking capers on there. Oh, yeah. He was like, he was like Blair, I'm not fucking around. Like, this is not enough. Give me yeah. some more fucking onions. <laughs> um uh, Cyrus and Eleanor, they're going to Paris, even though Bart's going to be buried, because as Cyrus says, even in the midst of death, we are in life. So wise. Yeah, that, Cyrus, that is right? really, isn't that a nice little sentiment there? I love him, yeah. yeah. Always knows what to say. So next um, time I'm at a funeral, gonna I'm going to be planning a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Anne comes in to check on Serena here, and uh, Dan just wants to know if she's doing okay. She thanks him for being a rock and all that, and uh, I, I don't know what Serena's supposed to sound like here or what Blake Lively's going for, but to me, she sounded like an old man in this scene. She's like, thank you for being my rock. It means so much to me, Dan. <laughs> Is this you being, like, grief-stricken? Like, it doesn't sound correct. She she has such an interesting way of speaking. Um, thank you so much. I wouldn't be able to do this without you, Dan. Thank you for being my rock. <laughs> I didn't know how, how famous the way uh, Serena Vanderwoodson speaks is. Like, to a point where he she got referenced on a recent Conan uh, podcast episode where he was, he was doing a, a, a bit about how he is Serena Vanderwoodson and he speaks and like in mumbles and no, he's so cool he speaks like how she does and doesn't even care. I was like, oh, I, you know I who did not she, know that either. He, this character yeah. is it? amazing. <laughs> is Conan a big uh, gossip girl? Head? He must be. Like he pulled the reference out of thin air. <laughs> that is so. <laughs> it wasn't even prompted about bringing pulling up <laughs> Serena. 
So uh, here comes Aaron to join the party. He also wants to check in. You know, how original. Um, every time Aaron enters a scene, I feel like you can just, like, feel the shift in energy. It's like the editors are fed up with him, too, but they're, like, stuck with him at this point. <laughs> they really are. And <laughs> every time he comes in, like, the music just changes. It's like, oh. Here's this Aaron guy. They really should do a. <laughs> and both Aaron and Dan seem like they want to take her to church. Um, not, oh. not to be oh. confused with the, with this song, "Take Me to Church." <laughs> with Hosier. Um, uh, Serena's going to go with her family. This kind of starts the the little stupid petty rivalry this of the seems, episode I, between. <laughs> my first note about this scene was like, why is Dan here in the first place? Like, not not that I want what? Aaron here either, but Dan probably shouldn't even sent be here. <laughs> Why is he, he here could first? He sent the condolences text, but he like shows up at the house. I guess he did want to go to the funeral with Serena, but um, Rufus and Lily now they they have not spoken since the ball. L- Lily's big on just not speaking to people when there's something to be said, and R- Rufus just wants to say that he's here for her. He'll keep his distance if she wants, and um, Lily's blaming herself because Bart was on his way to see her when it happened. But Rufus tells her not to blame herself, and it's hard to know who to blame because. Uh, we don't know exactly what happened with the crash. We didn't get to see it. We just no. heard there was an accident, and now we know that he's dead. And these two, these two Humphrey boys are so creepy. I feel like they're they're just like I don't know. I think they're preying on these women in the time of need, and they they just <laughs> they're just like you know what? I'm here for you. Like they all they they just are trying to get in their pants is all they're trying to do. They don't they're really like, care. Death. Ooh, Perfect. how can I? How can I, I get that, laid? It really is how it feels. <laughs> Perfect situation for them. Lily has been holding on to a voicemail from Bart, but uh, too afraid to listen to it as of now. And Rufus Hundreds, offers to it? listen to it with her. Uh, but she's like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll do it by myself later. Um, <laughs> doesn't really require you. <laughs> Rufus finally tells Lily how he feels, says that he's waiting for her this time, whether it takes six months or six years. He'll oh, be so here. Bold, and... So bold of you. I'm very impressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really them. sick of this. I... I don't know what happened, but I'm so sick wow. of this guy. So Rufus and Lily 1.0 we love. 2.0, though, you are sick of I, no, I The thing is, the weird thing, I, I want them to be together. But him on his own, just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just just get with yeah, her. We, so I, had... so he's got other yeah, options for had... me, I guess. If there's another guy that got introduced that I liked, I'll be happy for, for that. Right. But this is her only... Like true, we've had time to to sour on the Rufus Humphrey experience. We know we know yeah. that he's not all he's cracked up to be now, so uh, not as charming now. And, but this is such bad timing for them. Like it seemed like they were gonna get back together, and then tragedy struck. Ain't so that just the um, way. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Especially with the uh, end of the episode here, is this ever going to happen, Rufus and Lily? It's it's got to. And I I was like watching the end of this episode before. It didn't work out. I was like, this has got to, this, this can't like not work out now, right? This, this is going to be the time. Like, that, these aren't the main characters. They're not going to prolong this throughout the whole series. Um, <laughs> would they really like rip this away from us right at the very end of the episode? That this is going to finally work. Like, can we please just get this done and over with? And that's not what happened. Uh, no, we cannot. We need no, we some cannot. more twists and turns, twists baby. Twists and turns. Uh, do you, you think they're endgame, Rufus and Lily? I think they are. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's still so, weird to think, like, because they've been so, harping so deeply on the fact that the parents and kids can't be together at the same time. Yeah, so, we is the whole that thing going to be today. like, are we going to get over this, guy so we can all be yeah. happily ever after, or what's going to go on? I don't know. We'll and I don't know why they always want to get back together at the exact same time. <laughs> like, they were both dating other people, and now at the same time, they both want to get back together yeah. with the Humphrey guys. I guess it works um, out so that neither of them can get together, so that this can, the story can go yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so we don't hear what Lily says to Rufus in response to him saying he'll wait for her. But if I had to guess, it was probably something like a uh, get lost freak because the next thing we see is Rufus just walking away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and as be- he's walking away, too. Grandma Cece happens to see him. 
she's doing some uh, Andrew Tylering of her own and just spying on Lily. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it would have been pretty funny if we saw Cece just like snap a picture and send it into Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I like that. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's a lot more where that came from. Yeah. Brandon. We got we got jokes all day. All right, we'll, we'll see. Um, I don't I don't faith in that. But... <laughs> uh, we finally get a Chuck scene here. Uh, were, were you itching to see how your boy was dealing with all this? Um, I, I was, and this is not necessarily what I expected because we've seen Chuck drunk before, and that's not what it looks like usually. Right. Um, it's a special kind of drunk. This is, for Chuck. It's like zombie drunk. He's got he's like all pale. His eyes are yeah. Look like they they're blackened a little bit. Um, at, at certain it, points in the episode, he looks scary. He looks yeah. deranged. He looks insane. deranged. Yeah, he looks, it's a good way to put it. He looks it. half dead himself. He's at not certain slurring points. his words like, at all. No, he's he's just angry and disheveled at like certain points. Like it is a uh, it is crazy the transformation that we that Chuck has <laughs> so gone through in between last week and now. Yeah, um, he ignores another call from Blair. We see on Chuck's phone screen that Blair has tried to call him uh, like seven times in the last three and a half hours. So pretty much like every half hour or so, Blair's tried to call him. And you know you got to admire Blair's persistence here. All episode really, not just now. Um, yeah. And our, our old buddy Andrew Tyler is here, and he he looks well. I don't know. I was thinking he looks great for having just been in the car accident that, uh, you know, killed the man who was sitting right next to him. But then we get, like, clues that maybe he wasn't in the car. Like, I don't know when this accident happened because we see that last week's episode that Bart is in the car with Andrew Tyler. And he says, Chuck calls him and says, get your ass down here to the snowflake ball. And then the next thing we know, he's in an accident. So, I mean, it's not the biggest leap in logic to think this is the car that gets in the accident, right? That's the last thing we saw. So I, I would assume so, yeah. But then Chuck, like, tells him, uh, I know that you met with him right before he died. Like, I, did does that mean the crush happened after they met? Like, I, we have no idea what the timeline here is. And that's when I was like, is this supposed to be a mystery? Or are we supposed to, like, be putting pieces together? Right. But no, it, we're, we're not. I, I guess I guess what you could assume is that all, all you can assume is that he got out of the car and then the crush happened immediately afterwards. <laughs> As soon as he got like, oh, out, get out of the way! <laughs> Pushed him out of the car. Bart's Save yourself, Andrew Tyler. <laughs> you know this. This speaks to Sarah's theory that maybe they were uh, extending themselves to each other. There's some kind of love there. Andrew Tyler, save yourself. <laughs> they can't see us dead and naked in the same car together. <laughs> <laughs> what a scandal that would be. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, uh, Chuck knows that he met right before he died. Uh, I don't know what the timeline is. And Andrew Tyler tells Chuck that, listen, I, I don't work for you, buddy. I work for your dad. But also someone else is interested in the information that you want as well, the information that uh, he was going to give Bart before he died. So uh, Chuck lets him know he's going to be a very rich boy soon, which is definitely, for Chuck, a nice consolation prize. And, like, I don't know, Chuck's dad hated him anyway, so this might be, like, a win for Chuck in the long run. Right. I, I, yeah, he, he's not going to see that now because he's been trying to win over his yeah. dad for so long now. But right. when he grows up, he'll be like, my dad was a fucking asshole. I'll just take all his money, I guess. Yeah, getting all his riches and just like not having to deal with his shitty dad anymore. Yeah. It seems like a win-win. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I see why he does not see it that way uh, right now in the moment. Right, especially um, because he doesn't see anyone else as his actual family anyway, so he feels very alone. Understandably yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has people that want to be his family. It's very sad. Um, yeah, he's not. He's not ready to... Welcome them with open arms yet. I know. Andrew Tyler insinuates that Lily is the other interested party, and Chuck responds with, just the reason my father is dead. Which, what a line. Chuck does have some pretty great lines in this episode. Um, <laughs> it, it is, it's also very sad, because I was just starting to like the uh, Lily-Charles stepmom-stepson relationship, and I, I don't want them to be on the rocks, but they are on the rocks all episode. 
Right. And, and it's tough because last episode we see Charles almost like talking her down and being like, hey, like before you do anything crazy, let's like he was very calm. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. he's not going to be that way. No matter, the circumstances no matter now, what but, I've yeah. No matter what I've said, I, I've always liked you. So that was right. But uh, yeah, now he's blaming her for the death of his dad. So uh, going to take some time to repair that relationship, I guess. Yeah. Um, Andrew Tyler realizes he has all the power now and he's loving it. He's like, oh, everyone wants this piece of information that I have. And uh, again, quite the episode for Chuck is <laughs> another quotable line where he's he just leaves and he's like, if you'll excuse me, I have to go bury my father and just leaves <laughs> with like a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> again, not seemingly not drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, he's built up a tolerance in the last week yeah, since his so. dad has died. Yeah. Uh, Lily listens to the voicemail and uh, Lily, we need to talk and not about how my wife is making a fool of me with her old lover. I know the real reason you were in the hospital in France. Which uh, I guess that kind of sounded like my Serena voice just then, but that is Bart. <laughs> uh, that was not that was not Serena calling her mom. Um, and <laughs> we get <laughs> we we get the confirmation here that Bart did find out why Lily was in the hospital before he died, even though we still don't know at this point. Bart knew, and um, so were were you? I mean, you you must have been wondering here, like, what's the big I was mystery so with Lily? Was like, I, I wasn't sure if this is something that the audience was supposed to know at this point, or if it's something that I had missed that was like a callback to last season or something. And I was just like, what happened in the, no. the hospital? I was, trying, I was trying to rack my brain along. for it. I, the, I confused myself. For the hotel, as you thought they were saying. The hotel, yeah. The, the ages, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the funeral begins. We a ton of people are here. Bart must have had a lot of friends and. Uh, Serena lets Dan know she'll be there soon. And it's all very stupid, but I mean, <laughs> what it's worth, Serena did text Dan first. <laughs> the, yeah, the I don't know. Why, right is he, why is he telling Aaron, though? <laughs> that is funny, because she texts Dan first, and for whatever reason, uh, Dan and Aaron are going to bigger like children at this funeral, because Dan feels the need to tell Aaron that Serena will be it. By the way, Serena's going to be here soon. <laughs> then Aaron gets a text, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I got that too. And so Dan, of course, has to brag that he got it first. And it's all so petty and stupid. But let me be clear. I, I enjoy it. I And I'm going to be, <laughs> like, I know I don't have to choose sides, but I'm going to be Team Dan here. Yeah, of, oh, of course. At least he's, at least, like, Aaron is already dating her. He should not care what Dan is doing. Dan is successfully getting under this guy's skin, seemingly like right. just for fun in this moment. And he is funny while doing it. So I, I love what's going on here. And right. Aaron blames his service, you know, that 401 area code, famous for getting messages uh, slowly. Yeah. And is like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but then, that's all Dan uh, can Jenny... do at this point is get under the guy's skin. That's like the only exactly. game plan he has. So that he's doing it. And it's working. Yeah. It's working. Uh, Jenny shows up. Uh, and is like, uh, oh, I just talked to Eric and they're on their way. And Dan replies with, yeah, that's old news. And just shoots out of <laughs> my luck, which, <laughs> which may be my joke of the episode, also which is funny. interesting because it like happens at a funeral. You wouldn't think that a funeral would be a prime place for joke of the episode. Yeah. But that, that, uh, that look that Dan shot really made me laugh. <laughs> Um, just Jenny was probably like, "What the fuck was that for?" Yeah, and Jenny's like, "What do you mean? That's old news? Like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about?" <laughs> um, Vander Woodsons have arrived. They arrive in style, of course, in their black jackets and their black sunglasses. And um, if you're keeping score at home, Serena gives Aaron like a light little awkward hug after yes. Aaron forces oh, yes. her to give him one, and then she gives Dan a very long hug. So Dan really is winning this matchup. Dan's a better hugger. Aaron's probably really creepy and weird to hug that bony body of his. <laughs> I wouldn't want to touch it. The thing is, like, I guess they don't get into it, but it does make sense from Serena because uh, she has known Dan a lot longer. She has gone through a lot more with Dan. It right. makes sense that in a like a, a severe like time of need like this with a tragic loss, like it makes sense that she would feel like more comfortable with Dan. 
Oh, yeah. Even though she's dating Aaron. And he's more a part of this family. Yeah, exactly. Um, who, wait, who, I mean, like, like, who does she spend the holidays with, if, if not the Basses, the Humphreys? Exactly. So, you know. uh, the, the Humphrey Vanderwoods and Thanksgivings. Everyone yeah. loves them. Um, so uh, our, our BFFs, Jenny and Eric, are going to talk. And Eric asks Jenny where Jonathan is, and he's bummed that Jonathan isn't here, even though they're broken up. So uh, not a lot with this story, but uh, by the end of the episode, Jonathan is going to come back, and they're going to talk a little, I guess. So the, their, their relationship is on the mend. Good for Eric. And has Jonathan, have we seen him before today, or has it just been the mention uh, in the conversation between Eric and Bart that time? Oh, we saw him. We Remember saw him. when he when uh, he met Blair and Serena when oh Eric yeah yeah introduced yeah. Okay. boyfriend to them yeah, and then they broke up or or broke or he a was lot of off screen stuff whatever, yeah whatever happened with Ben Shern or whatever's going on yeah so it's been a while since we've seen him but we've definitely met him before yeah um so Cece of course needs to pry here asks if uh ask Lily if Dan and Jenny's father will be making an appearance and then reveals she followed her to the park today which doesn't even seem to surprise Lily like she knows her mom that was almost one of my jokes of the episode even people. though it wasn't a joke but her just going. I followed you to the park today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is really funny. Cece is back in Cece form. She's done like being lobotomized in the Hamptons, whatever the fuck was going on there. Yeah. Cece is being Cece again, thank God. Even though uh, she sees Dan and gives him a kiss because remember- I was going to uh, say that. Yeah, that, that part stuck. The, the events of the yeah, the events of the Hamptons are canon still, and yeah. Cece fucking loves Dan now for some reason. Even though she's back to her old self, she still loves Dan for no reason. Yeah. Um, and Lily asks where Charles is, and we cut to a wasted Chuck coming out of the limo. Uh, he didn't seem drunk in the last scene, but he definitely seems drunk by now, as he has to be helped by Nate, and uh, Blair comes over to help as well. And now that Chuck is wasted, he seems to have like much more clarity on the relationship with his dad. Uh, he's like, oh, respect? Well, uh, father wasn't giving me any of that before he died, so uh, why should I pay my respects to him? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's seeing the big picture now. And uh, still, like, Blair not, and Nate are... Doesn't, he seems more, more angry than drunk still. Like, again, no, no slurring of the words. He can't walk here Just, right now. He, he can't walk, it, sure, he will but, regain it quick when he's about to sprint at Dan. <laughs> like, he goes from not does. being able to walk to being able to uh, competently sprint across the park in, yeah. in no time. Um, but Blair and Nate, they're trying to sober him up a little for this funeral. Blair offers to stick a finger down his throat and that Nate will hold back his hair. And uh, I'm, I'm glad they can all have a, a nice sense of humor in times like this. Have you ever had anyone stick their finger down your throat to make you throw up before? No, I, I've never had to throw up before, really. I, I've... I've never done that to myself. I don't think I'd be able to if I wanted mm. to. So that is uh, why. Is that a big thing for you? People shoving their yeah. Well, well I asked because I have. <laughs> so a uh, friend of the show, maybe uh, John Schram, at uh, Nicole's birthday party, maybe five years ago or so, or four years ago. Uh, we were sitting at a fire, and it was maybe like one in the morning, and I was I was like a little like drunker than I would have liked to have been, but nothing to make me puke. He's like, uh, <laughs> Brendan, Nicole says you're like a little too drunk, like. Why don't I stick my finger down your throat and I'll make you throw up? And I was like, I'm here. Give me your throat. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, that's all right. He's like, come on. Let, let me just try. I was like, all right, whatever. And he stuck his finger down my throat and I threw up. <laughs> I think he had some kind of kink he was <laughs> yeah, trying to explore. I think he did. Cole's yeah. like, I was sleeping. I didn't tell him to do anything. Like, I, what are you talking I, about? I, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I don't think I would have thrown up if it wasn't for that finger, though. I mean, I doubt if you if you didn't feel like you had to throw up, you probably wouldn't have. Probably. I, I am a famous morning after puker, if anything, though. I've heard um, that recently. Yeah, so who knows? All right. Well, uh, Dan is getting a, a a big hug from Lily, and he seems to be a huge hit at this party so far, but uh, not for long. As Chuck sees him and starts sprinting towards him, uh, I got to say, by far the most animated we have ever seen Chuck, 
And I, I think I do think it is such a great performance to see this huge change in the Chuck character this episode. Like we are so used to seeing him like slowly so moving, slowly sleepy, talking, yeah. yeah, very calm, having a, a quick-witted response to everything. But he is snapping here. So he he sprints towards Dan. He breaks free from Blair and Nate, and he yells, "Hey, what the hell are you doing here?" Um, real uh, high school musical. What the heck are those two doing in a tree? Energy <laughs> as he's. Uh, as he's running and jumping and pointing at the same time. That is all I could think about. When any, <laughs> anytime I see someone running and jumping and pointing at the same time, I, I have to imagine they're going to ask what the heck two people are doing in a tree. But he, <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? It, it sounded like he was going to say it. He was so close. He's and, so um, close. What the hell are you doing here? I feel like that would be my reaction if I saw Vanessa at the funeral. Um, not, not even <laughs> if I was Chuck. Just if I was a random person at the funeral and I saw Vanessa, I'd be like, what are you doing? And not even, <laughs> you know, anywhere. If I saw Vanessa anywhere, I would be like, what the hell are you doing? She shows here? up and gets that from like 12 people. <laughs> <laughs> no Vanessa in this episode. She's the only one that uh, didn't go to the funeral. Maybe, you know what? Theory for next episode, we find out that Vanessa's in the hospital because she crashed into Bart's car. Wow. That's that's a good theory, Brendan. Yeah, good, could good be. prediction. Could be. Um, so, um, Chuck is uh, beyond pissed that Dan is at his father's funeral and that Bart would obviously not want him there. And it, you know, it goes beyond them hating each other because, like, also as Chuck points out, he feels that Dan's father is dead, or his father is dead because of Dan's father. And like, on top of the fact that he already hates Dan, on top of the fact that Dan recently almost screwed like both of them over, him and his father. So uh, there is a lot of bad blood boiling over, and just the fact that he feels that Rufus is the reason that his dad is dead. So like, he is not going to take seeing Dan right now in his state on this day very well. And Serena comes to Dan's defense and says. Dan's been helping them, unlike Chuck, and that Chuck, like, Chuck can't even believe what she's saying at this point, so Cece comes over to defuse the situation, and thank God she does, because she's completely right, and I, oh, I yeah. will ask you how you feel about this, of course, but this is, this is Chuck's dad's funeral. As bad as their relationship was, Chuck was the closest person aboard here, and he's obviously the person who is taking it the hardest, so if Chuck doesn't want Dan at the funeral, then Dan has to leave, and it's so unfair for Serena to yell at Chuck here, because, like, because Dan's been helping her unlike him because people grieve in different ways. And like, I'm sorry, Chuck hasn't been helping you and your family with the funeral arrangements and stuff, but this 17 year old kid just locks his dad. And if you're keeping score at home, he has no parents. He has zero parents. Yeah. They, they, good thing, like CC was the perfect person to come between them and uh, point this out to her because I don't think she was seeing it. Right. And it was completely unfair of her to do that. And he is the only person at this entire funeral who's allowed to act however he wants. And, and just like CeCe says, he doesn't have to make sense. It's his father's funeral. Yeah, exactly. And again, I think it, it, yeah. if, if he had another parent, even still, he could do whatever he wants. But this is like now we're down to zero parents. He can, he can absolutely freak <laughs> no the fuck rules. out no, for no as parents, long no as rules, he needs baby. to. You, yeah. can, you can do whatever the, do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> um, yeah, easy to be. Uh, even in Chuck's inebriated state, in this particular battle here, Team Chuck over Team Dan and Serena. Uh, but to Dan's credit, he he says he understands. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Serena, Serena still wants him to stay until Aaron like hilariously inserts himself and says, "Just let him go, Serena." <laughs> like, <laughs> Is it perfect? This worked for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm Team Chuck. You should get out of here, Dan. <laughs> Tell him to stop hitting on Serena too. <laughs> whispering to Chuck. And you have to listen to him because his dad just died. Stop <laughs> hitting on Serena. Um, Lily is going to try to calm 
Chuck down as well as he's walking away. And you can just see the anger and hatred on his face and in his eyes as he tells her, don't touch me, whore. Like, uh, definitely a tough look from Chuck here. But uh, given what he's going through and how he feels about why his dad died, you can see why he's acting out, like not condoning it, just right. understanding it. And uh, Lily can handle it, too. Lily's yeah, a big girl. She, just, she takes the whore <laughs> in stride. She's like, well, okay, not, yeah, she, moving on. She's like, my mother called me worse over breakfast this morning. This yeah. does not affect me. And I'll um, say that there's no actor that hits the word whore better than Danny DeVito. Whore. Who, he said he says whore. whore. He like turns it into two syllables. <laughs> Incredible. Adds three U's in it. Whore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with that. <laughs> Again, that's why we need Danny DeVito in this show. <laughs> I guess we have Cyrus. Where he would just randomly be Cyrus, and he'd have to chuck him. Hey, I know you're feeling bad because your dad died, but you can't be calling Lily a whore. <laughs> what what breaks my heart though is that you know when Lily says he needs his family right now, and he screams that he has no family. At, as Eric looks at him heartbroken, and we're going to get a couple of these moments throughout the episode, and we have loved the uh, brother relationship between Chuck and Eric, and this just sucks all around now. Yeah, it does. I mean, I guess this you at this point in the funeral, you just have to understand, like, all right, Chuck's got to <laughs> break everyone's heart one by one yeah. until he feels bad about it later on, and he can come back down to earth and be like, all right, let me fix everything I did. They all hopefully they all understand, and they're they're, they're going to be welcoming me back pretty exactly. easily. But uh, yeah, it's it's just tough to see because we love Eric's relationship with Chuck so much, so you just don't want to see that poor little guy have his heart broken, but. I'm sure he, him being so wise, as we've said often on the show, I'm right. sure he gets where Chuck's coming from. I sure hope so. Um, even Gossip Girl seems very solemn this episode. Like, she's still her snarky self, but in a more uh, subdued tone throughout the episode. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> the, the next scene opens up with Rufus playing guitar and singing. Yeah. And I just started laughing because <laughs> I figured you would also be laughing. <laughs> Like, I probably would have thought anything of it, but just knowing that you were probably dying <laughs> yep. at him. Probably <laughs> it's like, Rufus, this is not the time. <laughs> Play your yeah, shitty Rufus music. Really Play one of the really fucking sad. records on the wall instead of your shit. Uh, he's clearly sad again, <laughs> waiting for Lily. And uh, Dan comes Every home, tells Rufus he just go got... He, <laughs> he tells Rufus he just got thrown out of the funeral because Chuck is saying that Dan's father killed his father and Rufus is playing dumb and just like plays it off like ah his dad just died he's oh, just saying weird. whatever yeah and uh, yeah don't know what that's about uh, and this is such an awkward conversation as Dan brings up Cece and Rufus reacts very weirdly and uh, Rufus wants to know how Serena is because Dan and Serena have been hanging out a lot and that death changes things and I, I think Rufus is trying to be the classic good parent we know and love here but he's got his minds on other things like he is half-heartedly giving this uh, heart to heart to Dan yeah, I think the whole conversation is really boiled down to, Dan, are you going after Serena? If not, can I go after her mom? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Dan's like, we're friends. And he's like, oh, good, 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 good. And it's like, good? And good. he's like, I don't know. Is it good? I don't know. What do you want? I don't what, know what's happening. What here. can I do? Whatever you want to do, I won't do. Or will do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so Dan tells Rufus here that uh, he and Serena have broken up twice already. And I feel like it's been at least four times, but who's keeping count? Um, I, I guess the big breakups count as two. Yeah. Yeah. I guess two official breakups, but there are plenty of mini breakups in between. Um, we are back at the funeral party here, and Chuck is still Woo. looking mean and drunk and disheveled as uh, Blair and Nate are trying to be good friends and talk him off the ledge. And Nate notices that Blair is being very sweet with Chuck, and he tells her that, you know, downright maternal. And Blair, with her great line, tells him, I'm not maternal. I've just been spending too much time with Cyrus, and I'm turning Jewish. <laughs> that was my actual joke at the episode. Yeah, that was very, very good. good. <laughs> and just the implication that she's been spending so much time with Cyrus is so sweet. Also very sweet, because we have a sweet moment with him later on, too. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, so Cyrus and Eleanor now. Cyrus is raving about the sermon. If there's one thing we know about Cyrus is that he loves things that get him thinking about life and death and mortality and like how short life is and how we need to live life to the fullest yeah. and stuff like that. So, And if there's one thing we know about Eleanor is that she loves feeding Cyrus. So this is always her move as she shoves a fork full of pizza in his mouth. Eat this shit. Yeah. Um, Cyrus wants to get married tomorrow now because life is so short and nothing is certain. And Blair is like, that's crazy. And Eleanor agrees, but she's like, definitely digging it. She's starting to smile oh, yeah. already. And uh, Cyrus says it'll just be in the apartment. Simple, elegant, fast. That's kind of one, how I want my wedding to be. Just simple, elegant, fast and in someone's apartment. That's exactly what I want, too. I think it might be what happens. So anyone uh, that listens to the podcast, come over down to uh, 14 Pheasant for the wedding this summer. <laughs> come hang out. Yeah, it'll be a dual party. It'll be your birthday party in the backyard and then also just a wedding at the end. Yeah, and a podcast. Uh, <laughs> coming to you live for my wedding <laughs> but yeah it is funny because a lot of times on tv when you when you see these uh type of like you know let's just do the wedding tomorrow let's just do it now it's almost because there's like a motive in a bad way but he genuinely just likes the idea of, ha- of having it happen sooner because you got to seize the day and then that is just his mo yeah and you're like it's, it's a it's a positive way to look at life and he's not like scared of the fact that life is short he uh welcomes it yeah, I feel like it is so rare to have someone get engaged on a uh, TV show and then have the actual process like play out and actually take a logical amount of time in between the engagement and the wedding. It's always like they get engaged, next week they're planning the wedding, the week after that there's a problem with the wedding, but they figure it out. The week after that is the bachelor party, and yep. then they get married like four episodes later. Or And then like one out of every two weddings on TV are like done uh the, the next day just like this like oh let's just do it tomorrow in an apartment like yeah. that's half of all weddings on tv are in someone's apartment yeah. the next day or it could just be uh, an entire season of television yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes uh, once in a while rare that we get that yeah um G- jim and pam i feel like was i'm the only people that actually had the whole process like span out over multiple seasons and by, by the way i don't know if you picked if i said that right but i was alluding to the fact that the wedding day itself could be uh, or the, the wedding weekend could be an entire season. I was talking about Hammond Mother. Oh, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I, did, I did not pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I kind of said it. Yeah, that is going too far in the opposite direction. Yeah, <laughs> no one, no one wants that. Um, so Blair is appalled. Eleanor wants to do it though. The, the more Blair says no, the more excited Eleanor and Cyrus seem to be getting about it, which is pretty funny. And uh, Jenny also butts in. She's like, oh, "I'll make you something, Eleanor. Great to see these two like on such great terms after Jenny fucked her over by quitting. Like they, <laughs> they're still friendly with each other. Yeah, they, they've had a lot of encounters since then, and all of them have been relatively positive. Eleanor doesn't give a shit. Jenny's not working for her anymore. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah. she's still gonna be friendly with her. And we get a phenomenal yippee from Cyrus. <laughs> a cartoonish yippee. <laughs> but we, yeah, as he's like pumping his fist, um, he wants to ruin the moment though by finding Aaron for some reason. Let me find my son. He, so he can be a part of this. Like, like, and when he on, says that, you're like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, if you're keeping track at home, again, I don't know why I keep saying that, but uh, if you are, <laughs> everybody is listens with a notebook. <laughs> exactly. This is Cyrus's third episode, and he's already marrying into one of the main families. Like, this guy is breaking records. This is crazy, and and when I thought about it at the end of the episode, uh, when everyone's together, so it's like uh, Eleanor, Blair, Serena, Cyrus, and Aaron, I'm like, how did Serena manage to date Blair's stepbrother? Like, she, I, accidentally, because I don't think she knew exactly. at first, but it's just funny, like, this might have happened anyway. Yeah. 
Um, so speaking of Aaron and Serena, Aaron wants Serena to come away with him for Christmas. He's already got the plane ticket. And Serena understandably says no, because Ugh. this is the worst timing imaginable. Like she is dealing with a death in the family. But Aaron makes it about Dan again. He's like, oh, you sure you just don't want to leave Dan? Oh Which even if it is, just chill out for a second, Aaron. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm being too biased here. <laughs> like, no. I, we, we are maybe our hatred for Aaron may be clouding our judgment here, but uh, it seems like he's freaking Aaron, out that he might lose her, and it's like a hail mary for him. Just be like, yeah, no, let me let me just buy this ticket, and she has to say yes. If she doesn't say yes, it's all, it's her fault, and exactly, yeah. And he he like monotonously tells Serena, "This is my gift to you, and you going with me will be your gift to me." <laughs> what a dumbass! Like just because you get someone a gift doesn't make them obligated to accept it, Ugh. and he can't just tell Serena like, "Oh, and your gift to me is you going." Like you don't get to decide what someone gets you as a gift. <laughs> As Serena says, she already got him a book. And I'll read it on the plane. <laughs> yeah, Serena's had some pretty funny uh, lines lately. <laughs> she um, has. Yeah, so Serena's going to think about it. I was hoping she said no, but she ends up saying yes. Um, Cece steals Lily to talk to her. She has picked up on Chuck knowing something about Lily and Rufus, and she wants to get to the bottom of this. She pushes Lily to go talk to Chuck to find out exactly what he knows, and uh, then she gets a phone call. And we don't know what is said on the phone, but it seems urgent, as Cece says she'll be right down. And uh, we're going to find out that it is Andrew Tyler, and she is going to get involved in this as well. But before that... Uh, Jonathan comes to the funeral, which good for Eric. He needed a win after, you know, Chuck disowning yeah. him like that. And he just wants to talk and explain himself. That's it. We get nothing else from him. We don't know what he explains or anything, but uh, I bet that's the end of the story. It, yeah. it uh, left us as quickly as it came. Yep. I guess it just like kind of wraps that up as far as like the two of them being on the rocks. And it's just like, here yeah, you sure. go. Here, here he is. They're okay for now. Yeah. All right. Oh, sure. I need to know. Um, Lily finds Chuck. Uh, she doesn't even really care that Chuck is looking for her file. She just wants to talk. Uh, it looks like she's getting back to the uh, calm, cool, and collected Lily we know and love. And Chuck is just going to be continue like to be so mean to Lily. He's trying to hurt her because of like how hurt he is right now. But Lily doesn't let anything affect her right now, at least for now, in this moment. And uh, with a bold move, though, tells Chuck that the only reason Bart got into the car was because Chuck called him. And he should have just stayed out of it, but he couldn't because he's just like his father. And Chuck is, like, literally shaking at this because he thinks Lily just told him that his father's death right. is his fault, which she kind of did. She kind of did. Didn't mean to. And then she specifies afterwards being like, no, I'm not saying it's either of our faults. It's nobody's fault. This shit just it, – it just happened, and whatever happened happened, and it's unfortunate, but it was neither me nor you. But she did yeah, kind of ac- we- incidentally say, it was kind of your fault, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he would have never come if you didn't call him. Like, why can't you just stay out of it, <laughs> you right. idiot? But Chuck responds, it's her fault. He's like, his blood is on your hands. And that's when Lily slaps him in the face. And I don't even have to ask you, Brendan. I know this was your horny moment of the episode. Well, we kind of talked about it earlier. And of course it was. Because, again, like I said, I could picture <laughs> Chuck's cheek being my cheek as well, if you know what I mean. Uh, I unfortunately do. Yeah. <laughs> As you were saying, she regrets it immediately. She apologizes, and uh, Chuck lets her know as soon as the will is read and he gets his money, she won't ever see him again. And again, it's sad because I, I don't even think Chuck means the things he's saying, but no, he doesn't know what else to do right now. Right, and it, it is sad. It's sad again because I feel like she, as much as she might not have cared about Bart, I think she does care about Chuck in a way that is like more motherly than he's ever had in his life. Yeah. And you know, obviously, he can handle this better but like i've never been in the position before so i can't tell chuck how to act in this situation and uh like you said lily is uh more of a mother than anyone he- he's ever had before really yeah so. um <laughs> chuck goes downstairs and this actually might have been like this was not a joke but it might have been my joke of the episode here chuck gets to the bottom of the stairs and just says coat 
which made me <laughs> laugh out loud. I'm just saying coat to no one in particular is so funny to me. And I think it's the best bit of drunk acting anyone has ever done on the show. I don't know if it was an improvisation or what, but when I am drunk, I will definitely just see something such as a coat and just confirm to myself out loud that it is in fact a coat. So this is very <laughs> relatable here. Just labeling things. Coat. Coat. Or. Joe. Uh, that was so funny to me. Um, and we are going to get a uh, non-judgmental Breakfast Club reunion here, plus Eric, as uh, him, Blair, Serena, and Nate all told Chuck that they wanted to stay. You know, Eric says he just lost his stepfather. He doesn't want to lose his brother, too. But nothing they say to him works. He just goes, when are you going to get it? We are not related. Again, so sad. He, and he. this is when I wanted to say he looks truly deranged when he's saying this. Yeah, and he's kind of looks. he's been getting there to... Uh you know before this to this point uh but like the way his hair looks on his head is it's really hair can really do a good job of making a person look deranged and it's gotten to a point where it's gotten out of of control he's like two steps away from like holding his hair back and like doing like a joker impression or or a jack nicholson (laughs) Nicholson. impression or something like that that's what i thought he was breaking out we're gonna get it Um, we're not related (laughs) (laughs) yeah i held back my hair for that too (laughs) I could hear it. I could hear your hair being held back <laughs> in the voice. Um, I would ask what Chuck's plan is here, but like he obviously doesn't have one. He's just drunk and wants to suffer, which again, pretty relatable. Um, so, what what is the right move here if we're in the non-judgmental Breakfast Club? Do you pull in Nate and just like let him go, or are you more of a Blair and try to follow him down the elevator? Yeah, it is interesting because there were the two um, opposing thoughts there, right? And uh, you know, I think it's just the the two different personalities. So I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer, but it just depends on what you think as a person being the right thing to do. And I think uh, both sentiments are correct here. Yep. So uh, Cece and Lily have another conversation. Cece says that Andrew Tyler was just here. First and last name, of course. So uh, Cece knows how to address him. And uh, this schemer, Andrew Tyler, wants Cece to pay him for the information on Lily, and he's going to give it to the highest bidder. Uh, So... Cece tells Lily that it's time to let the truth get out. Like, we, we don't know what uh, Cece's big plan is here at this point, but I, I guess we can assume it's just to get Rufus out of the picture by the end of it, and uh, it looks like she's going to succeed. But um, they, they still won't just say what the big secret is, but basically Lily doesn't want it to get out, and Cece doesn't really give a shit if it does. And um, it would be Team Cece if I hadn't seen the show, because I would just want to know what the hell is going on. Right. And, you know... Like, yeah, that, just let this get out. But knowing now what the secret was... I'm kind of confused as to why she didn't want anyone to know. I guess she just didn't want Rufus to find out because he would react the way he did. And why did he react that way? We'll talk about it when we get to that at the end, but yeah, what is his problem with her having a child with her husband? I don't, I, I don't He's dead now. Like, I don't, what does it okay. matter? We, They're married. We, we, we will get to that and much more. Um, so Lily, keeps telling uh she keeps telling cc to pay him but can't lily just pay him she's literally a billionaire she's ri- why, richer why than like still... almost anyone on the planet are she still asking mommy for money i guess she doesn't have the money yet but she still has a shit ton of money I mean, she was a billionaire before this her most right. recent ex-husband was a bill is a billionaire <laughs> surgeon and vanessa killed him in a car crash rich... too <laughs> this is how the rich stay rich they ask mommy for money i guess <laughs> that's true they find um, all the so free parking Blair... spots <laughs> yeah, uh, Blair chases down Chuck, and uh, uh, to answer my own question from earlier, I would probably be a Nate and be like, just let him go. He, he like he needs some time to himself. But I, I actually love that Blair, 
who who is not me or Nate, uh, refuses to give up on him. And you can just tell that they are meant for each other here. When one of them is at their worst, you know, the, the other one's going to come up and step up to the plate. And Blair wants to come with Chuck, and Chuck says no, but appreciates her concern. And that's when we get this, you know, beautiful monologue from Blair, performed amazingly. And I, I, I have a feeling we'll get into this in Lonely Boys Theater, so I, I won't reenact it now. Um, See, this is but, nice. But this is like what when someone loves someone and cares about someone, this is what they try and do. They try and be there for somebody. They're not trying to fuck them like Dan is to Serena when he did this whole episode <laughs> long. That, that is very true. Not at what there is no point where Blair says, "Uh." We should have sex right now. Right. I, I would like to fuck you. Um, but she does say, I love you. And like, oh, my God, she said it. It happened. Like, Chuck may not remember this in the morning, but she still said it. It still happened. This is huge. She said those three words, eight letters. She said them, but Chuck still is not hers. And they both have tears in their eyes as Chuck says, that's too bad, and leaves. And, you know, what a performance for everyone that, that involved. Was so cr- it was so cruel that made me laugh. I was like, that. this is... I think coming out of his mouth especially, too, is what cracked me up. But yeah. I was like, oh, my. That is so brutal. He finally said it, Brendan. I know. that That's the hardest part is, like, we've been building up to this moment for so long now. And instead of an I love you, too, we get yep. <laughs> that. It's always something. Their timing is always bad. I, yeah. I guarantee you this scene was on a Sarah's Chuck and Blair highlight reel that she was watching every night before bed. Oh, it's got to be. Oh, big time. Hell, yeah. Um, so uh, Dan and Serena are under an umbrella. And uh, Dan's still taking this whole Chuck thing pretty well, but that's not why Serena wanted to talk to him. She says uh, that Aaron wants her to go to Buenos Aires, and Dan's a little confused as to why she's telling him this since he's never been there. But uh, Serena (laughs) brings up the conversation that they were having last week that got interrupted about what it would mean for her to uh, extend herself to Aaron and for Dan to (laughs) extend himself to Lexi. Um, Brendan, how pissed are you that Bart's stupid accident ruined any chance of these high schoolers getting laid? I know you're always rooting for it. Yeah, I'm pretty pissed off about that, honestly. Um, you Bart, why'd you have to ruin it? And it, you know what? This is all kind of Serena's fault, if you look at it this way. She stopped her mom from getting with Rufus in the first place, so Bart never would have died because they wouldn't have been together. He would have been in this car crash. So we could really That's all true. pin this on Serena from the get go. Yeah, so I, I'm not even mad at Bart. Fault. I'm mad at Serena. She got in her own way. LVP for Serena, I guess. <laughs> I, guess I guess so. So uh, it, it never happened, but. The the the, uh, the extending themselves, both of them, because it was interrupted. But Dan, Dan does yeah. his favorite thing lately here, which is ask Serena about her sex life. And, uh, he's, he's such a know, creep. He's they, so horny. He is. He's like, he's like, yeah, but it's probably going to happen on this trip, right? Like, you're going on the trip, so you guys are probably going to fuck, like, right? Like, if you do, you, like, can you just me. text me about it or text me during it. I don't care. We're friends. You can tell me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Serena does her favorite thing, which is just speaking vaguely. And she's like, oh, yeah, but unless it doesn't, you know, it might, it might not. You if know, it doesn't, then no, does, I'll come back. If it doesn't happen, then it probably won't happen. Yeah. And now Dan's getting fed up. And I, I pretty much don't blame Dan here because right. Serena is just doing her usual nonsense. What are you and doing? he's like, you're with He's someone. Like, are you asking me to ask you not to go? Look, if you want to go, then go. If you don't, then don't. But you have to decide who you want to be with, not me. And I feel like Dan's making a lot of sense here. Yeah. Like Jenny's going to fight back on this in a little, but I, I would be fed up if I was Dan but as still, well. still, yeah, you, you can't call me to ask me to hang out one-on-one, which we shouldn't be anyway, and, and like, ask me to like tell you what you really want to do. And I, I know what you want to do. Because otherwise, she would have called me. Stopping you from going, yeah, right. She's refusing to make this decision about whether to take the trip with her boyfriend or not until knowing how Dan feels about her, and that should tell her something. Like, if she's waiting for someone else to say how they feel, like maybe she's not that into Aaron. Like, I think we can finally admit it. Um, But Dan asks how she feels about her boyfriend, and she says, "Well, he's really great. I like him a lot." With about (laughs) as much emotion as Aaron usually says things, so uh, very convincing here from Serena. Mm -hmm. And Dan's just like, "Okay, then there's your answer." You know, there you go. I'm happy for him not putting up with Serena's bullshit in this moment. And uh, 
what it, what an improvisation he uses to get at this conversation. He's like, ah, oh, my muffin's apricot. I, I want a cranberry, but yeah, yep, this is definitely apricot. I got to go back. Yeah. And just <laughs> I think he, offered, he, he also up. offers it to her at one point in this mumbling. He's like, do you want it? No, it's, like, I, I wanted an apricot. He like, and he like smells it, like gestures it towards her. He's like, yeah, yeah it's it. everyone gotta knows go. I want cranberry. This is apricot. I got, I got to go. See ya. <laughs> so um, Blair comes downstairs, and this is the moment we were talking about where Cyrus tells Blair that he knows this is going fast, but he's so happy, and not just for himself, but to have Blair in his family, and he tells her that he loves her very, very much. And Blair, who uh, desperately needed to hear that from someone after the day she has had, just starts crying. She actually confides in Cyrus that she told Chuck that she loves him, and she's going to have a heart-to-heart with Cyrus. Like, I love this scene. My two favorites, they're already having a heart-to-heart with each other. It is so nice. It's so beautiful because Eleanor sees it, and she's crying now watching it, and he just yeah, gives her great advice. It and she's like, she's like, fuck yeah, I've got a great she's family. She's like, yeah, this is amazing. I've never, I've, she hasn't had a father figure to do this for her ever. Yeah, and uh, or not, not in a while, at least, ever since uh, right. Harold fled to, to France. Um, and she tells Cyrus, you know, if she, she thought if she could finally say it, then everything would change, but he's just as selfish and soulless as ever. And uh, I, I feel for Blair, but in defense of Chuck, he was hammered and dealing with his dad's death. So maybe if he tries it again, like under different circumstances, maybe, maybe you know, maybe it'll be a different right. result. Like but, Cyrus uh, says, just give him some time. Yeah, she cries a little. Uh, she, she like literally cries. She's like, help me. And Cyrus hugs uh, Blair and uh, Cyrus is going to give her the advice she needs, tells her that he just needs time. And then Blair actually says the catchphrase, not enough, and goes in for another yes. hug. You gotta oh, love it. That, and it brings a smile to she was crying and it made her laugh a little bit. It was perfect. Yes. And it made him laugh a little bit. And uh I wasn't really in the mood to cry when I was watching this, but I could see this getting me next time I watch. <laughs> yeah. What makes you in the mood to cry? Um, it's sometimes I'm just not feeling it. So like sometimes I'll watch something, I'll be like, Yeah, I'm feeling it. I want to cry right now. And I'll just be yeah. like, Ooh. Other times <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'd rather not have a have a wet face right now. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. You don't always want a wet face. Not always, but majority of the time, like seventy percent, ninety-five percent of the time. Oh wow! All oh right. wow! Okay, wow! Okay. Um, so Cece comes back to the penthouse, and uh, Lily wants to know how it went with Andrew Tyler, and she says it went well. <laughs> Lily does not ask what that means. Like, what? What do you mean it went well? She's just gonna say, "Oh, it went well, great." But uh, I think it went well for Cece means something very different than it went well for Lily. Right. Um, so I think Lily did ask her to not do what she was ended yeah. up doing. So she thought she listened to her. I don't know why she would assume that. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Why would you assume that Cece is going to listen to what you asked her to do? Um, so uh, Cece wants to know what Lily's going to do about the fact that she's still in love with our uh, our resident Dilf Daddy Hump. And uh, those were Cece's words. Cece's words, yep. <laughs> and what are we going to do with the fact that you're still in love with our resident Dilf Daddy Hump? <laughs> well, Mommy, I'm going to hump and hump and hump. Daddy Hump. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. This is a children's book in the making. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Lily doesn't deny that she's in love with him, but says like she's not going to do anything about it. And Cece's like, "Gotcha! That was a test, and you failed." <laughs> and like, oh, okay. Congrats, you caught me. I'm in love with Rufus. All right, <laughs> you said it, and it's true. I'm a fucking middle-aged and, woman. Uh, I can't tell you what my feelings on a man are. <laughs> uh, like Lily's not interested in denying it anymore. She just confidently says, "I love Rufus," and naturally, just as Serena is walking through the door. Every single character in this show needs to be more careful when saying things. Like, this is no surprise that this uh-huh. happens. And uh, Serena has put the pieces together now about why Chuck was so upset. I feel like you should have put him, been able to put them together. When Chuck is saying, like, you're the reason my dad is dead. Like, And 
and when he's saying Rufus is the reason his dad's dead, like, I don't know. Yeah, you kind of know their history. Knowing, you could have figured that knowing out. Lulu and Rufus, exactly. Knowing Lulu and Rufus's history that, uh, you know, maybe we could have put the pieces together. But um, so Lily goes to talk to Serena and Serena's like, there's nothing to explain. You love Rufus. You still love Rufus. You married Bart anyway. And now he's dead. That actually does kind of sum it up. Yeah, I would, I would have, uh, you know, something about the subtle nuances, but, but, uh, yeah, that's the gist of it. <laughs> She's like, you know, tell me any of the horrible things you want to tell me. You know, his body's not even cold yet, and L- Lily just wants to hear it all in this moment. And he brings up the time that Serena begged her to call things off with Rufus because of her and Dan, and now she turns the tables on her. And she's like, Rufus wants to be with me, too. This can actually happen now. And uh, once again, I see no reason why Serena and Dan can't date at the same time as Lily and Rufus, but whatever. Right. The, w- the one thing I do think of is, like, when they do start spending family Thanksgivings and Christmases together, it'll be kind of funny where it, it normally, if it was just the parents together, it would be like a sibling kind of thing. Like, oh, like, the whole family, like, the brothers and sisters. Like, thinking about how Chuck and Serena became brother-sister, I guess that is what right. Serena and Dan would become. But then imagine like if Chuck and Serena did get together while they were step siblings, it would be. I guess it's Chuck it's, and Serena it's, are getting together now. I'm just imagining the scenario. If that was the case, it would have been weird, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess it's weirder if you start finding feelings for each other after you become step siblings. I think that's a little weirder. Right. If you become step siblings first, and then right. you do it, but maybe they that, already have the a history. Exactly. So. They already have a history, so don't, don't, don't. I don't want to lose you. I want you to. Stand no, no, I'm still with you. With I'm, I'm just trying to establish uh, some ground rules here. Okay, great. Um, so. Uh, Serena does the, I, I guess, mature thing and tells Lily, Lily to be with Rufus. And, you know, wh- what a sacrifice, though, because let's not forget that uh, Serena is already in a supposedly happy relationship with someone else. So what are we even talking about right now? Yeah, good point. What what, what a novel idea, being with someone you actually want to be with <laughs> in terms of Rufus and Lily. It, it's just so, a, a funny parallel with the two, the two Vanderwoods women. Like, yeah. mom, you should kind of, like, uh, get on this girl's case. Like, hey, I wasted my entire life not being with the guy I wanted to be with. Maybe you should just kind of figure that out while you're still young and not waste your waste 20 years of your love life yeah but she's not gonna say that because that would mean her getting back together with dan probably right but uh because for now it's rufus and lily time baby for a, a brief period at least for a little at least until until the end of the episode which uh means uh serena's gonna try to make things work with aaron which is very very unfortunate for all of us that have to watch um did you think that uh I guess we went into this that you thought they were finally going to work. You're like, surely they won't string us along any any <laughs> for much longer. Yeah, I, but I, nope. I thought this maybe would be it. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I, you know, it's st- stupid of me because why else is Cece here? Yeah, exactly. Turns out this was too good to be true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cece, of course, not here just for a funeral. She's here to to fuck shit up. <laughs> right. Um. Dan comes home. He has a conversation with Jenny, telling her uh, what's going on with Serena. Uh, not a huge episode for Jenny, but uh, another great Humphrey sibling scene here. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and Dan tells her that he tips Serena in the direction of going to Buenos Aires, and Jenny's like, well, why the fuck did you do that for? And Dan <laughs> responds, well, because she wanted me to tell her not to, which sounds stupid when he puts it that way, but right. I was in his corner until he started phrasing it poorly. Like, Dan just doesn't want to play her game anymore, which makes sense to me, but Jenny actually disagrees with me. He's like, she's like, play your stupid game so you can win your stupid prize, and um, it makes sense that if Dan actually does want to be with Serena, that he should just, just tell her Just do whatever that. you have to do, and... But, Get it over with. Yeah, but in the last scene, I got the sense that he really didn't give a shit about Serena and didn't want to put up with her anymore, and he, like, seemed over it, which is why I sided with Dan. Right. I, I guess because he kind of assumed, like, he was going to be in between the two of them and, like, she wasn't necessarily going to leave him 
for right. her for leave to Aaron for him in that very moment. So he was like, "What are you doing here? Like you're with a guy." If it was a matter of her being like explicitly, "Hey, I want you, not him," then it would be a little bit different. But I think he still thought like there's a lot that needs to happen before the two of them end up together again. Right. Then when Jenny was like, "Stop fucking around and just tell her how you feel," like me and Dan were both like, "Oh, well, when you put it like that, I guess you have a point." Yeah, she, and, she uh, like out of nowhere just comes in and is like, "Hey, here's I'm gonna bring it down to brass tacks for you guys. Like, just do this, yeah. and here you go." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense." Right, and I love that when uh, he Dan confirms to Jenny that he still has feelings for Serena, and Jenny's like, "Okay, do you think you could put that into words and speak them out loud?" <laughs> You can tell Jenny has had a lot of practice yeah. speaking with idiots because she's been spending a lot of time with Nate. Exactly. Like, this is definitely something she has said <laughs> yep. to Nate like every other day. Like, yeah. Okay, great, Nate. Do you think you could write that in a letter and uh, send it to someone? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how to send a letter? Because I didn't fucking get it last time. <laughs> and uh, Jenny lets Dan know that Serena will be at Eleanor's wedding. And so Dan goes with her so he can carry the garment bag. The beginning of a, a brilliant running joke here over the course of the next couple of scenes. And uh, Rufus comes in now and he's rocking a ridiculous turtleneck. <laughs> i hated it he, the, the, and it wasn't about so much about the outfits for me today it was more just his weird gaze he's been having all episode long of just he looks like murderous sometimes the way he looks at oh, i thought you were talking about eric and jonathan the weird the gaze weird gaze <laughs> just can't handle <laughs> those weird, those weird gaze. <laughs> not even about this tv show just in general i can't get it <laughs> it's out of control um so uh, the kids leave now. Rufus is like, Dan, you're going to? And he's like, I, I, yeah, I got to carry the garment bag. <laughs> People just accept this excuse as gospel every time. And it's so funny. And um, <laughs> so <laughs> Rufus is now going to answer a call from Lily. And now Lily tells him she wants to take that Christmas trip that they never took last year. And they're both very excited. And, you know, I'm I'm happy for them here. But um, I feel like this isn't going to happen anyway, but I feel like maybe Lily should wait a little longer after her husband died to do this. Like, I mean, just the, for the optics alone, this looks yes. terrible. Even though she truly never loved Bart, it's just a bad look to just the day of, or the day after the funeral of your husband, you are going on a Christmas vacation with another guy. Right. I, I, and I guess, again, the sentiment is there. Like, I get it. Why wait? Like we're both here now. Like I, we've, it's not like we haven't had a history of the past 25 years or however long it's been, but also even if he was still alive, and she did end up like kind of ending things with him in person. Still going to Rufus like the next week after the fact is still tough. Yeah, like the press That's is going to be all person. over this, yeah. all over Lily Vanderwood's and already having a new man. Yeah, uh, Chuck is probably going to murder them. Right, he will kill. Yeah, and uh, so but they make the plans. Rufus hangs up on Lily after they make these plans. Like Rufus has never once said goodbye on the phone in his life. His move is just hanging up on people. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Uh, Rufus, more like Rudefus, am I right? Oh, that's good. Okay, thank you. All thank right. you. I told you there'd be jokes in this podcast. <laughs> written, well, well written ones. <laughs> um, so Chuck is back at his bar. Like, this seems to be the place to just get hammered for him. All the and way Andrew on the left Tyler side. comes back. Yeah. He has his uh, normal stool that he sits at. Andrew Tyler comes in, and, uh, you know, this guy getting a lot of screen time all of a sudden. And it turns out that Chuck was the only bidder on the file, which means that Cece intentionally did nothing to try and get the file back, which is very funny on her part to just <laughs> tell Lily she's going to do something and then not do it. She's playing uh, chess, and everybody else is playing checkers. That's right. And uh, now Chuck is realizing that there's no point in paying all his money for something if Lily is going to come clean anyway. So, I don't know, maybe this is going to work out for them anyway, but uh, Chuck is able to see through it kind of. 
because uh, Andrew Tyler convinces him to pay for the information anyway because uh, he's the richest kid in New York now and he can make the decision if he has all the information. So that's enough for Chuck. He gives over the the bag of money and he takes it. Pleasure doing business with you. And uh, he walks out again. So we will we will see what Chuck does with this new information. And first, unfortunately, Serena comes home to see boring Aaron. He continues to pressure her into coming to Buenos Aires, and uh, Serena finally confirms that she is, just as Dan and Jenny enter. And uh, I think I'm more disappointed in seeing Aaron than I am in seeing the candles in this scene. Um, I didn't even notice they're, 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 Yeah, another couple of them. I, didn't know, I watched this twice. I didn't notice them the first time. I did notice them the second time. I think I was too focused on being like, oh, get Aaron out of this scene. I don't care about him. Get him I out. Didn't even, I didn't even care about the candles. Is it so. safe to say? I, I feel like he's getting worse. Like it's acting. Yeah, I think his 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 energy is somehow getting lower. You think that's the notes they're giving him? Like lower energy, lower, lower energy. Yeah, we want lower. Like the less the opposite of, ha- of too much. happier with your mouth open. Like yeah, the, instead of sadder not enough, your, they're sadder giving... and with your mouth closed. <laughs> yes, much yes. much sadder and with your mouth much much <laughs> more closed. I was gonna say they're giving him the uh, an opposite Cyrus. They're giving him the too much <laughs> yeah. as opposed to not enough. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Too much. You think that's our guy? Um, so, <laughs> a perfectly drawn up and executed play. As uh, Jenny has had some time off from scheming, but she's still got it. She's, uh, you know, she again quick on her feet. She told Dan to carry the garment bag. She goes upstairs to help Eleanor and asks Dan to wait downstairs for her. And now, what do you know? Dan is with Serena, and for some reason, Aaron decides to leave her, which could be dangerous here. Probably a huge blunder from Aaron, even though uh, they're going to end up yeah, going on the trip move. anyway. Why? Why? why like, yeah, you see this? There's just three of you left. If you leave, Once it's just two in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Simple Can math. you do math? <laughs> so uh, Dan finally tells Serena not to go with Aaron, but now the timing's off again because Serena says it's not their time, and it's not even about Aaron. It's about their parents. And uh, Serena tells Dan that they're in love and never stops being in love, and she can't tell her mom not to follow her heart again. Um, at least Serena has some logic on her side here. She's like, we, we tried and failed twice already, so... Um, who's to say we won't fail again? Let's let's give them a shot now. But uh, Dan all of a sudden doesn't care. He wants to try anyway. He says that they're both changed people. And I have to say, have they changed? Honestly, have he, either he said of that, them changed? And I was like, I don't know if you, either of you really have. If they have changed, has it been for the better? Like, Serena and Dan were the best versions of themselves in season one. And now they're just, like, less mature, less realized versions of themselves. <laughs> yeah. like, all, all of their terrible qualities that made them break up are even more evident now. I could agree with that. So uh, Blair breaks up the conversation, asks Dan what he's doing here, and uh, he, br- he brought the garment. Him and Serena both say that he brought the garment bag. <laughs> Blair's like, okay, whatever. Serena, come with me upstairs. And that's it for uh, season one's favorite couple of Dan and Serena. And for all of Dan's faults, he would still be a million times better for Serena than Aaron. So right, like true. we've said, their best selves are when they're dating each other. So yeah, I- Maybe they could build each other up when they're together again. Yeah, hopefully. Now that Rufus and Lily are uh, seemingly not going to work, maybe uh, Dan and Serena can again. So we'll see after the after the mid-season hiatus. Yeah, after this disaster um, of a trip they're going on together. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lily comes downstairs, and Chuck is sitting on the couch drinking his whiskey. And uh, Chuck shows her that he has the information, and he may have been wasted all episode, but he was able to uh, suss out that Lily doesn't actually want this to become public knowledge. Pretty impressive on Chuck's part to be able to uh, figure this out. Um, as he's in full supervillain mode, and he's going to let Lily know that he's more than happy to let whatever this is become public knowledge. And as much as I'm enjoying this performance, after all the progress that Chuck has made throughout these first two seasons, do you think that this tragic event has completely reverted him back to early season one asshole villain Chuck? 
I mean, you hope not. Again, like you've been saying, he's been drunk all episode long, so hopefully it is a combination of just the booze and the circumstance that has him acting this way all episode long, and he'll, with the help of people that love him like Blair, uh, he can come right. come back down and figure it all out, but you, ho- you hope not. Yeah, you would hate to see all that character development start to go out the window and just have like a regression, but at the same time, you know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense for it to happen, so... Uh, Lily doesn't even mention the file, though. She just begs Chuck not to turn on the people who love him. His father never learned that, but she hopes that he does, and she goes back upstairs. And and not for nothing, Lily seemingly loves this move of like, shitting on, on Chuck's dad right. after he just died. Like, and it's, it's, it's weird, but it's also kind of smart because Chuck knows this these things to be true as well. Chuck knows his dad was an asshole, so yeah. the more Lily is just like, you know... You know, your dad may be dead, but he kind of sucked, and I think you know that, and you don't want to be him. Like, yeah. it eventually gets through to him. Yeah, it works. So, um, let's get to some happy stuff now. Eleanor and Cyrus are getting married. I'm very happy for Dorota. She got to be in the wedding. Yeah. And uh, she gets some smiles. Touching... Yeah. Yes, a lot of smiles. Lovely touching moment. It's hard to imagine that we went from, like, really disliking Eleanor at the beginning of the series to being so happy that she's getting married now. Yeah. And uh, she she and Cyrus get some serious makeout time here as they, as they yeah. tie the knot. And if you look at uh, Dorota's face during this, I think this was her horny moment of the episode. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> she was loving it. <laughs> she really was. Aww. <laughs> She's a cute horny um, gal. A cute horny gal. Never say that again. Um, <laughs> so as you we were saying, it looks like Lily uh, got through to Chuck as he burns <laughs> Lily's file that has the incriminating information on it. And, you know, gotta hand it to Lily. She's been trying to get through to Chuck all episode, and something she said must have worked, so... Also good on Chuck for finally listening to her, and uh, you know maybe their bond is stronger than he was letting on after all. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know what I expected, but I, I was uh, a little bit surprised to see this and, and happy, glad, happy, surprised. Yeah, he's very, very happy with the way that this played out. Um, did you think that now that he's burning the evidence that we would not find out like what happened now that Chuck, you know, burned the evidence here? Uh, you know, I don't think I thought that much into it, but I, uh, I'll say that I did not think we were going to get to it. Right. All right, so uh, Lily's packing for a trip. She sees her wedding ring. She takes it off. And uh, we see everyone is toasting the newlyweds at the wedding. And uh, Dorota's dramatically whispering something in Blair's ear. Uh, something probably to the effect of Mr. Chuck is upstairs. Go uh, see what that's about. And Blair <laughs> again, goes upstairs to see Dorota Chuck. being horny and, again. Uh, <laughs> um, and at first she's mad at him and like not happy to see him at all. She's like, what are you doing here? But then she sees how much of an absolute mess he is and immediately wraps her arms around him and hugs him. And uh, I got to tell you, Brendan, it did not matter how much I didn't feel like crying when I was watching. In this moment, it happened anyway. Yeah. I, I, I was weeping. Uh, Chuck just stays there and lets Blair hold him. And he grabs her arm and like just holds her arm and just cries. And I, I don't know. Did that hit you as hard as it hit me? Yeah, that, that part hit me really hard. Like the, the I love you scene, not so much, just because Chuck's line That's delivery fair. was a little bit funny. Uh, yeah. But this this hits really hard. I mean, I don't know if all of us have been. I've certainly been in that almost exact position before, and it's really tough. And you need someone that clearly cares that much about you to really just hold you as tight as they can. And that's what Blair is, and that's yeah. why this is so beautiful. Oh, I love love this moment. Um, Rufus is going to take a page out of the uh, Nate playbook and write a letter to Dan and Jenny. Uh, Dear Dan and Jenny, I'm going out of town for a few days. Don't worry. It's all good. And when I return, hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about. Your mom is expecting you tomorrow and is going to pick you up at the train. Have a great holiday. Love you guys. Dad. But uh, for 
they will ever see this letter. Cece comes in and Rufus knows right away this can't yeah, be boy. Um, We've done this before. Cece is yeah. Cece is not about to lose this battle with Lily. So she's going to try for Hail Mary here. And uh, if there's one thing she can do is manipulate a Humphrey man. So uh, Rufus can't be bothered, though, at first. And let Cece know that her meddling won't work this time. And then her meddling immediately does work. <laughs> oh, no, it won't. <laughs> because we are finally going to get the big reveal. Uh, not in this moment, but Cece is going to reveal it to Rufus. And uh, Chuck may have burned the evidence, but the call is coming from inside the house here. As Lily's own mother is going to be the ones to spill the beans on this. So we will get to that. I, I know we've been teasing it all episode, but we will get to that so soon. I promise you all. And uh, first, we have to have this annoying scene with Aaron and Serena in the limo. And in what should be a romantic scene, and it would be if Aaron had any semblance of personality, but alas. <laughs> alas. Uh, is there more? <laughs> I was pausing for you to comment. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say alas, and then like he does not, or like yada yada. No? You want some yada yada? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. they're both very excited for this trip, yada yada yada. <laughs> right, there we go. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, right, all, that that's also right, fitting for, like, his personality as well. He doesn't get real or real yeah, comment. Yeah, he just gets exactly. yada yadas. <laughs> so, um, Dan comes home, and this scene is funny to me, even though it's supposed to be a serious scene. As Dan comes home, and Rufus is still here, and it looks like he predictably let the meddling get to him. <laughs> he is just sitting, staring at the wall, sitting in the dark, like a deranged Holding person. Holding the note, yeah. Is what I mean about the gays, and, about, and I can't help but, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like I'm saying, like, G-A-Y-S, but it, <laughs> Freddie, yeah, Freddie, can is, you stop walking on these rants? <laughs> and yeah, sounds like I have I an agenda this episode. In this time, but Brendan always does have at least one homophobic <laughs> rant every episode that he, that he has to edit out afterwards. <laughs> that is totally unprompted. His eyes, like... I, we're doing video. His eyes just kind of roll to the back of his head, and he just goes on like a weird <laughs> kind of like. I feel like this is what was happening with Rufus here, just to segue it back to the scene. That's what I mean. Dan, yeah, Dan's upset that Rufus never told him he was on Dan. He's got murder eyes. He comes in, and comes in, and the lights are off, and he sees his dad just sitting there. He's like, "What the, the fuck is that?" He's like, "Um." And he turns the light, and he's like, uh, "Kind of weird that you didn't tell me that you were still in love with Lily." And Rufus just stoically responds with. I will never be with Lily. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if he, he walks knew. in with the same exact scene, but there's hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of waffles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been nonstop making waffles. <laughs> you want to be with me? All right. I'll make the best waffle in the city. <laughs> Bart can't make waffles as good as me. <laughs> um, he just knew this had to be too good to be true. And Rufus is so mad now. And he's like, because <laughs> Dan's like, okay, but that's not what Serena said. And he just snaps, Serena doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right, jeez. So, uh, so unnecessary. And like Dan now realizes something is wrong. And he's like, is something okay? okay. Are you going somewhere? And Dan, and he's just like, nope, just out. And it looks like he's going to like walk straight into the river or like walk onto the train tracks <laughs> and just like fucking end it right there and there. As he walks outside like a zombie, and Dan is very like, confused. So he, so he packed his bag, and he's leaving without it? All right, whatever. So he calls Serena, and uh, Aaron gives Serena permission to answer the call. What a gentleman. He's like, you can, you can answer that if you want. And uh, he tells Serena he might be falling in love with her, and that is enough to get Serena to not answer the phone. Ugh. Fuck this couple. 
Uh, it's also after him saying, like, I know you still have feelings for Dan, but I love you, so uh, you can forget about that, right? Because I love you. It feels manipulative. Yeah. It does. So, uh, fuck them. Hopefully they have a disaster vacation. And uh, Blair and Chuck are uh, spooning in the bed. And Chuck, Chuck's still fully dressed, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and Rufus... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rufus now heads to Grand Central Station, where so many iconic scenes in the show take place. And this time, instead of Lily not going on the trip with Rufus, it's the other way around. So it's annoying that we get strung along like this. But what what great symmetry here? It it I guess it's great symmetry. Uh, I mean, I don't love using that word because I I was pissed off when I saw him show up, and I was like, "You're she's so cute with her bags, and she's ready to go, and she's so excited to see him." And like the psychopath walks in. with it's weird yeah, looking at his face. Smi- I'm like, come on. You don't, she deserves better than that. She smiles right away, but then she like can pretty quickly tell right. what's going on. Is you can just see her face fall. Um, I'm glad that uh, Rufus at least confronted her and didn't just ditch her at the train station and like that is <laughs> leave well, her. I can't handle when shows do that. That would have been really bad. It makes but, me so uh, upset. We we don't end the end the episode here. We end the scene though with him saying, "Just tell me one thing: is it a boy or a girl?" Whoa. Oh. Bombshell. Finally, the reveal. And uh, tell me, tell me what you think is happening here. I still, because I, I am very clearly, like in my head, it's it's clear to me that this is not Rufus's child. Because when could that have happened? This they've been together for. I mean, Rufus and Lily have been apart since the night of the wedding. That was how long okay. ago now? This could not possibly. She's not showing up. This would have been what, like six months ago, I guess. Uh-huh. That they slept together. Is that a, a good timeline? Sure. That does make sense. She'd be fucking enormous right now. Like six to seven months, okay. she would be like ready to burst. First of all, I will counter that with saying, why is Rufus caring if it's a boy or a girl unless it's his kid? First of all. And secondly, notice the past tense here. He says, was it a boy or a girl? Um, oh. And uh, I, we, this is not something that happened uh, maybe six, oh, six months ago when they were uh, fucking in the hotel room. This is like pre-Bart. Pre the events of the show, pre, you know, Dan and Serena, pre everything. This is uh, in their initial relationship, I believe, that uh, Lily may have been pregnant. And we, I think, are led to believe here that she either got an abortion without telling him or had a kid without telling him and maybe put it up for adoption or maybe, you know, shipped it off to other relatives or something. But there was some kind of pregnancy that Lily had was pregnant and. Uh, I don't think Rufus would care unless this was his kid, and wow. it seems like he clearly did not know about it, which is why he's so Holy stunned, and shit. that's why he's asking. What? Oh, see, now in real time, we're getting. Oh my god! Your uh, your reaction. So this is. I was amazed way. when I I was starting to realize. Oh shit! She got a fucking abortion from the wedding night baby. That's insane. And then you're telling me this is even before the the start of the the series. Yes, and I mean, holy it, fuck! Could have been like if it was. Uh, from that time in the hotel room uh it also she could have had an abortion then and he could be asking if that was a boy or a girl but i feel That's like still plausible uh, but it's still plausible but we've seen lily in almost every episode since then it seems like something that would come well, they were, up they were the away in, in paris for a little while though no right and it also doesn't uh fit with uh you know, why she was in a hospital in France. Like, that was kind of implied that this happened a long time ago. Okay, she was in right. that hospital in France. So, uh, yeah, I think this is something that happened a while ago, that she was pregnant, uh, possibly with Rufus's kid. So I don't even, I don't know what's a, what's a more wild scenario, if it is uh, a more recent abortion or if it's, like, an early days abortion. I think that's probably crazier because 
that changes the whole dynamic of Dan, Serena, and uh, Jenny even being born. Like, who knows what would have happened? Right, right, with right. With all that, yeah, that's, so, that's a lot to drop gl- on a man. And we, fi- yeah, glad we finally, uh, oh my got God. that, uh, got that through. Glad we could have your stunned reaction live on the wow. podcast. That's crazy. Um, this is crazier than me watching that is- Better Call Saul last night, and I won't spoil <laughs> what happened last night, but it's, uh, something equally jarring. Oh, good to know crazy. as someone who has never watched a single episode. So, yeah, <laughs> good tease. Wow. Uh, um, crazy. I feel like that should have been the last line of the episode because that is like yeah we, we have the big two like here, finales but... in this I feel like we have two kind of like montagey music behind yeah it, endings to the show and I and I think they ordered it incorrectly I think this last scene should have been second to last yeah. and then the Grand Central Station scene should have been last but uh, be that as it may this is the last scene here as Blair wakes up and everyone everyone's doing the Nate now as uh, Chuck has also left her a letter that <laughs> what reads, does that look like I'm sorry. <laughs> everybody's doing, doing the, the Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, you get it. Um, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck uh, he left her a letter. It reads, I'm sorry for everything. You deserve much better. Don't come looking for me. Chuck. <laughs> and uh, Gossip Girl already knows <laughs> somehow as, as uh, she says that uh, Blair has also lost someone or something. And uh, this is how the episode comes to a close. Chuck has run away. Uh, another really good cliffhanger in this one. Back-to-back episodes. And um, so what's going on with uh, Rufus and Lily now? I thought I had some sort of clue before we started recording, and now I really <laughs> I have no clue. Like this is this is uh, deeper than I I thought the show would get with, with like the intermingling of old and new relationships and what could have been and what is now, and it's Ooh, just it's so yeah. much, so so much. Yeah, and uh, so I guess other uh, predictions. Where where's Chuck heading off to? That's a good question because he's he's really got nobody, so I I can't even imagine where he's yeah. going right now. But I guess he's got a lot of places to hide. Uh, who, I yeah, don't we've know. seen this before. I forget why the ne- last reason he was like really depressed, but he just kind of like went on a plane and like said, "Yeah, take me to another country or whatever," right. and then I'll we didn't go, see him anywhere. for a week or two. Yeah, yeah so it'd be one of those again. Who knows? He might go on a, a week long bender or something. Um, will uh will Serena and Aaron ever break up? I'm hoping they have an absolutely nightmarish vacation. We need we get, it. We get we, back we from it. it. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, and uh, I've I've got bad news for you, Brendan. I, according to IMDb, because of Kelly Rutherford's pregnancy. Speaking of her being pregnant, the uh, actress that plays Lily Vanderwoodson, because of her pregnancy starting to show, she is only filmed from the waist up from this point onward. In this series. It, that's the funny part about it it does not say like for the rest of the season or whatever it just says from this point onward which leads me to believe this is like a five-year-long pregnancy for some well, yeah, reason that's what, and, we only, sense. and we only ever see lily's face from now so on. so this show like, becomes uh a reverse cow and chicken i was gonna say that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use a green screen and it's just an isolated head it's just a floating head from now on <laughs> Well, I mean, luckily, like, anyway. my favorite part of Lily is her face, so, I mean, that's okay with okay, me. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some segments. Like, Only two great. of us. We, we're uh, getting, we're it's only been an hour and a half. We're getting to the seg. Like, I don't know what else there is to say, but, like, I'm still so in shock. Like, I don't I don't know. It's amazing so that, really? like, before we get into it, that, like, I can't, I didn't imagine that we I would care this much about the parents' relationship at this point in the series. I thought we were kind of... Not that I thought we were over it, but I thought we were going to get deeper into now Chuck and Blair and Serena and Dan 
and now like the, there's been this is like the best drama of the series so far and it's these two fucking geezers <laughs> wow looks like this, this is great at the beginning of this episode you said who cares about rufus and lily and now all of a sudden they have reeled you back in like i just wanted them to be like together and get over it like i just like let's get this over with and now like they, right. they really have made this this uh they've been spinning this quite the web now oh yeah so uh, let's get into some segments here. We, of course, will start with the user review of the week, and it is not from our good friend Comedy Fan. It is going to be some uh, from Maine3109. Oh, and a newcomer. This is, uh, yeah, and this is, let's have a, I guess it is a review, but it, it reads more of a, uh, a list of grievances that they had with the episode. Oh, wow. He gave this episode a 4 out of 10, entitled the review, Last season is beginning to look better and make more sense, dot, dot, dot. So, they say, and this is a long one, so hold on to your seats. Um, I'll, I'll even skip the little, uh, the little recap they do and just get to the list of grievances. And they say, there were a lot of absurd plot lines in this installment. Bart's death came out of nowhere, and it felt like a slap in the face. I didn't get to appreciate his death, nor Chuck's outboard burst towards Dan or Lily. The whore reference was just uncalled for. Lily slapping him, then apologizing? Uncalled for. <laughs> it's really amazing. It's really amazing how Jenny became this big-time seamstress. Eleanor trusting Jenny with the responsibility of her wedding dress was unbelievable. Blair hugging her father-to-be was sweet, but Blair being happy and extra smiling at their wedding, she must be really getting used to him. That way she could be really related to Serena, if she hits it off with Aaron. I hope not. Nice. Alright, at least we get that. <laughs> I really dislike the Aaron Serena pairing. It disgusted me when he said he loved her. It just amazes me how <laughs> one time he was laying down the rules for Serena, saying he was going to have many girlfriends at a time, and she had to be okay with it. Then another time he gained sudden clarity and decided Serena was the one and only girl from him, which I really didn't buy. And finally, he says he loves her. I really cannot take this character seriously. He is a disappointing substitute for Dan, even though I'm a bit over the Serena Dan pairing as well. As well, we're not done, Brendan. Don't worry. Okay, good. Ever since Lily's mom became all moral in the season opener towards Dan, I really didn't know how to look at her. But the, the troublemaker or the do-gooder, I really do not know whether to, or not to like her. I knew the Lily and Rufus reunion was going to roll over. If it wasn't Lily who was going to break it off, Rufus certainly had to. This charade of on-off couples are becoming Gossip Girl, and it can get really tired really fast. I am disappointed with this installment. The big secret Lily kept went on for weeks and weeks on end, and the child she may or may not have had for Rufus, and Rufus making a big scene out of it was a huge letdown. Chuck and Blair together only to not be together? Letdown. That's it. <laughs> it really is a list of grievances. Um, and a lot of them I don't agree with, but uh, I'm glad she really harps on Aaron for a while there. And that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> as they should, as they should. Yeah. Um, next week... The episode title is In the Realm of Basses. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Um, I, I guess we'll get some aftermath uh, with Chuck and see how he's doing. Or Basses. The little preview says Chuck's Uncle Jack arrives. Oh, Uncle Jack's back. And, <laughs> <laughs> and if you remember, and do some fancy editing here where we flash back to uh, season one, season two, episode one. And uh, Charles, when our, when our friend Chuck came onto the podcast, he said his least favorite character was Jack. So Oh, shit. Okay. We were finally we'll going to get to meet him. Or not get to meet him, I guess, if he's a potential least favorite character. But... <laughs> okay. Let's see. So let's get into the episode grade. You went first last week, Brendan. So I will go first this week. And uh, I'm not fooling around. This episode is another A from Ooh. me. And weeks ago... 
We said that an episode with Aaron could not be an A. After the third week <laughs> in a row, we one of us is giving an A grade. So, But I have to. This episode has emotion. This episode has performances. This episode has it all. From the high highs of a Cyrus Eleanor wedding to the low lows of the funeral and everything going on with Chuck. Everyone's expressing their true feelings to other people. And we really focus on the three main pairings of the show in Blair and Chuck, Lily and Rufus, and Dan and Serena. And all three relationships are complete roller coasters throughout the episode. And, you know, I just can't say enough about this one. It has twists. It has turns. It is intrigue. It has Rufus in a turtleneck. It has another really good cliffhanger with the implication that Lily was pregnant at some point. And you know what it didn't have? It didn't have any Vanessa. So even, even with Aaron, this might be pretty dang close to a perfect episode. And I'm giving it an A. Wow. I mean, I, I have a lot of mixed emotions about this episode because I found out uh what happened in it while we recorded <laughs> um <laughs> before i had that big reveal i was gonna maybe hit like a b b plus range just because i i felt like i i get sure there were a lot of twists and turns but to me that wasn't like a, a high watermark of it it was just like a, it was it felt a little bit messy for that reason it just like one of those gossip world episode episodes where there is maybe too much going on at once um mm-hmm. especially when you get smacked in the face with a, a main not main but like almost main character death and just like hey this guy's dead immediately let's have everyone deal with it right away so that just like chuck got smacked in the face in the episode yes he very much did um so it was just a lot all at once but i mean they did a good job of tying it all together like they usually do um and not that this is gonna like gonna be huge points against but like the like we said the last two scenes could have been swapped like the the pacing was a little bit off um Mm -hmm. and some of the acting for me, was a little bit bad. Like there, there's a lot of big swings, which I can always appreciate, but some of it was a little off for me. Um, but the Lily Rufus storyline is probably, to this point, the the best and most intricate in a good way, and just so so earned because, like you know, we've been building up this backstory with the two of them since we've met the two of them, and you know, it 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 all makes sense, it all tracks, and I I like it a lot. And that bumps it up like quite a bit for me. So I won't go all wow. the way to A, but I'll go A minus just because Aaron is still here and I'll stay true to my word on that. Mm. Even though you didn't last week. Yeah, yeah, I got to pretend like you're a, you're a little perfect boy that, <laughs> that listens to the rules of this podcast. I'm a perfect boy. <laughs> all right. So an A and A minus pretty good grade here. And it's just the two of us. So that's that's all we'll have to average oh, out yeah. an A and an A minus. Um, MVP? A ton of contenders again. Um, I mean, Cece pretty much wins the episode as she, I assume, wanted all along to for Rufus to not be in the picture anymore. And she's able to do that with this, uh, or at least seemingly so. Uh, Cyrus is his wonderful self again. Uh, Chuck does have an amazing performance, but he probably crosses one or two too many lines to give mm. a full MVP here. But uh, So there's a lot of good work for most of the characters, but... I have to give my MVP to my girl, Blair. She is there for Chuck throughout the entire episode, even when Chuck is claiming to want nothing to do with her. She never gives up on him. She knows he needs her. And she finally says those three words, eight letters to him. And uh, plus, she's part of the three, like, two or three most emotional scenes for me, like the the Cyrus heart-to-heart and her uh, two big scenes with Chuck. So, uh, you know me. I love emotion. So, Blair's going to get my MVP. Wow. You know... I might have to agree with you. Unfortunately, we only have two people here and we're both going to give it to the same person because everybody else had a lot of highs and lows. Um, Blair also is one of those people, but at the same time, um, she is an MVP in the way that she 
gives help to the person that needs it most this episode. Like, sure, this episode for me was a lot about Rufus and Lily, but at the same time, um, the other big plotline here was Chuck dealing with the passing of his dad, and he couldn't have gotten through this day without Blair, our true MVP of the show. Wow, a double MVP for Blair. I love it. This is great. Um, LVP, I gotta say, Aaron is the worst part of the episode yet again, and so I am giving him another LVP. He is such a child when dealing with Dan, and so is Dan, but at least Dan is funny. Aaron is just Aaron. And uh, also, a week ago, this guy was dating 13 other girls, and now he's so <laughs> like weirdly territorial with Serena when it comes to Dan that he's forcing her to leave her family in these trying times to go on some stupid vacation with him. So, fuck Aaron Rose, LVP. This is a tough one, uh, because I want to give it to him as well, uh, but I don't want to give... Uh, ballpark grades and then the same mvps and lvps copycat um, copycat. so what i'll i'll do I, I didn't hate cc in this episode but i will give it to her only because she is the one thing wow. that's stopping my favorite character from being happy from stopping her daughter from being with rufus was what she really needs and uh it's tough it's tough to watch for me and it hurts me you know i want to say last time cc was um in an episode you also gave her an mvp so is there an ageism case to be made with you I don't think so because I am um, almost equally attracted to her as I am Lily. So, <laughs> okay, I can't be ageist. I'm attracted to her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A classic defense. You understood the um, argument. I get it. Um, all right, so that is it, except for, of course, our final segment, which is Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we are going to do that uh, Blair and Chuck scene that we were talking about earlier where Chuck leaves the funeral and Blair chases after him outside. So let me pull that up for me. Um, I have it. And I guess it would make sense for me to be Blair and you to be Chuck. That makes sense. All right. Do you have a, Do you uh, have your um, script in front I'm of you? I'm ready to go, baby. All right. Whenever I'm ready. Chuck, Stop. Don't go, or if you have to leave, let me come with you. I appreciate the concern. Oh, you don't. You don't appreciate anything today, but I don't care. Whatever you're going through, I want to be there for you. We talked about this. You are not my girlfriend. I am me. You are you. Chuck and Blair. Blair and Chuck. Worst thing you've ever done. Darkest thought you've ever had. I will stand by you through anything. And why would you do that? Because I love you. Well, that's too bad. That would have been a great, great moment. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Incredible work. So, um, that was really good, everyone. All right. Everyone can take a seat more applause thank you thank you um so let's get into some plugs uh no guest to ask what plugs they have so brendan what plugs do you have i mean i guess i guess between the two of us here it's just uh same old same old we've just got the happy boys pod the podcast about beer if you like hearing people talk about something you might not like listen to that sometimes we're funny um you might enjoy us talking about things like natural light which maddie gagan has been on to talk about before or maybe uh pretty soon we'll have 
someone talking about i think we're doing loaded coronas with ganesh at some point uh that sounds like a fun day oh um, that sounds fun yeah also it, it, i i don't know when is this episode coming out we're kind of far like behind schedule maybe this i should announce this yet so i'll i'll hold up i'll tease with a little Ooh, bit of an announcement for I maybe next week this will come out may 13th okay so yeah so i'll, I'll hold up until next week for an, a little announcement <laughs> oh keeping me on the edge of my seat oh yeah all right um Speaking of hobby boys, the last episode you did with the hydro guy. What is hydro? Uh, it's like a Peloton, but for a uh, rowing machine. So he's one of the he's like in a, a Peloton instructor, um, but for the thing I have. Oh, and it's like videos, and you're a fan. Yeah, yeah. So he's well, I I have one, so I I do his his exercises, and he's an instructor. And I reached out, and he uh, kindly agreed to be interviewed, and he was a, he was a cool dude. Yeah, it seemed cool. Yeah. All right, so check that one out. That was yeah. a good listen. Um. As for me, I do think that everyone should get a uh, a Peacock account so that they can watch the Saved by the Bell reboot. How's that coming along, Brandon? Have you started yet? That I have not. You're going to have to give me a few weeks on that one. Yeah. That one's two seasons that there are. So you might you might take two days that, that you'll need to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to watch that all. All right. I'll send a call um, on another flight to Florida so I can get that done. <laughs> uh, besides that, like I said, this will be out on May 13th. On May 12th. So, uh... A day before this will be coming out is season two of what many were saying was the show of the year last year in Hacks. Definitely was up there on my favorite TV show list. Hacks season one was incredible. Hacks season two will be out uh, by the time this is released. I'm sure it is also incredible. So everyone should watch Hacks on HBO Max. Watch Saved by the Bell on Peacock. And uh, I have not been on any other podcast besides this one. So I've got uh, nothing to plug in that sphere. Um... You can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. And you can follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, baby. Now I would usually thank the guests. I don't, I'm so lost right now. I don't you know what to do. You Thank you, Brendan, for showing up. I mean, <laughs> You're welcome. Late. You, you were late. Yeah, but, yeah, I was. Um, you got here eventually, so. Oh, that's nice. I guess, so this is what good we do we when the, there's guess. no would, guest. You <laughs> yeah. give me demerits. We, Good thing we didn't have a guest. I would have had to apologize for the unprofessionalism. Yeah, I guess that would have that would have been my fault. Um, you guess, of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, next, next when when Spielberg does come on, I'll make sure I have all my recording shit in order. <laughs> so next week we should have another guest on the podcast, and we will be breaking down season two, episode fourteen, in the realm of basses. Please do come back and listen. It's gonna be a great one. But until then. You know you love us. XOXO. Lonely boys. Bye-bye.